Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 185 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Upton. And who's driving a tank with me tonight? It's everybody's favorite Batman mainstay, Kenneth Sanity. And I'm Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com. I am a wholly original creation of games my mom found and not at all a retread of someone who's been on other episodes and has already been established. <laughs> okay. Oh, the first thing I have to say, oh, so we are here to, to cover, we are finally covering the last game in the damn Arkham series, <laughs> Batman Arkham Knight. That came out in 2015. Oh, oh my God. Really been that long? Yeah. So I guess we're not doing Arkham VR then. I mean, I don't have a VR, and I, but I would if I could. I forget that exists. It's pretty great, and it's like two hours long. If I had VR, I would definitely be interested, but I don't have VR. <laughs> That's the problem. But it does look, it does sound cool from what I've seen. Because I, I always want to ask, like, I want to ask what our, if we played this game originally. I had played, I bought this game the day it came out. I pre-ordered it from GameStop. I got it with... God, uh, with the Red Hood DLC, that's what I wanted to say. And I was like so excited, but I was also a very bad time in my life. And it, I did did not enjoy this game. I got mid. I think I played the majority of it, but at some point I stopped. I might even beat it. I don't remember. I just know that at some point I put the game down. And I know I never did some of the most wanted side quests. Uh, what about you, Ken? I also was a moron and pre-ordered this game. Got it day one. Played the absolute hell out of it. Made it about halfway through and then got distracted by something shiny and never went back to it, honestly, until we started playing it for the podcast. Okay. And you, Blair? This game was a reason why I bought a PlayStation 4. As I remember, the late 2013, like the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. Uh, well, no, 20, yeah, 2013. And I was radically indifferent and everything was still coming out in like PlayStation 3 and 360. Even like the next year, you had stuff like Dragon Age, The Evil Within and Alien Isolation and Mordor. And they're all still coming out on those systems. So I was like, why do I need this new machine? And then I think it was March of that year is when the debut trailer for Arkham Knight dropped. And it said it was coming in the fall of that year. So I ran to get a PlayStation 4. And it was weird because in Canada, I think it was $399 or $449. But there was also a massive console shortage. So by the time I got one, it was actually $50 expensive. And then later that year, or like two months later, there was like the same price and it came with The Last of Us. And then Arkham Knight got a delay until 2015. So I was like, this is why you never buy systems early. <laughs> I can I can I can go with that. I I don't ever buy. I actually want an Xbox one just for Arkham Knight. I mean, I had an Xbox one that my girlfriend got my girlfriend at the time got me a little bit before. And then I got this short shortly after. But no, it was the main reason I wanted that system. Yeah. So I yeah again, like you guys, it was pre-order i tried to get the batmobile edition but they were sold out by january of that year when i was like this is ridiculous because it's not out until june um i i finished it when it came out i was like i didn't want to go back and do all the riddler stuff uh, i was like this is ridiculous there is way too much but then i just didn't really have another game to play at the time so i just ended up doing it because i've gotten a groove and but i haven't 
even attempted to do all that since. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. There's, there is a lot, a lot to this game. Yes. I mean, and that is... Oh, and there, I'm going to say, I mean, this came out at this point, what, eight years ago? Nine? Yeah. Yeah. About eight, nine years ago. I do want to say there will be spoilers for Arkham Knight and probably the whole series, but like, I do feel this is a good culmination to the end of the series. And all my complaints that I... Because I talk shit about this game for years on this podcast, I'm pretty sure. And I talk shit about this game just since I played it. I take back everything I said. (laughs) I was in the wrong place mentally when this game came out and I gave it the short stick. And I really my my opinion completely changed on it. I don't think it deserves all the hatreds that it gets. I get why people don't like it. Like it certainly has some valid criticisms. But like I think I, I brought up to a friend a while ago that some website did like a list of like the top 10 worst Batman games and this was number one and the joke was just because of the Batmobile and it was very lazy and like in poor taste and I, I get that but and some of the story choices but I think it ends strong I really don't understand the decision to lock the main ending behind side contents I mm. thought it was pretty miserable yeah that that I will agree with yeah I I don't think it deserves as much hate as it got, but it definitely deserves some hate, like a good amount of hate, not as much <laughs> as it got. But some. Like, it's funny. When I first got this game, I was over the moon about it. I thought, oh, man, this is the best Batman game. I'm having so much fun. And then I put it down, just never picked it up thought for any number of reasons. Like, it's not because I didn't like it. I was having a good time. And this playthrough, oh my god, I have never been angrier in my life. Whoa, that is not what I expected. Okay, this is going to be an interesting conversation then. Yeah, no, it, I mean, obviously it's hyperbole, but I did not have a great time. Hmm. Okay. This game also didn't have a great launch either, so it's important to bring up kind of like the context of the launch, because oh. like it launched on Steam uh, in an unfinished state. So much so that they had to take it off the store and issue refunds. <laughs> yeah. And then prior to the launch, they announced the the season pass and it was like $10 less than the cost of the game. And they never laid out a roadmap of what it actually was. So like now, like for this recording, I played uh, this on Xbox Series X via Game Pass and about the season pass for $3 which was, it felt like robbery, to be honest. But, like, at that time, it was like, okay, here's more game, but what is it? Eh, you'll find out later, which was kind of not great. No, that's pretty shitty. I didn't realize they did that. I also didn't realize the season pass was that expensive. Oh, yeah, it was like 40 or $50. That's a l- I don't ever buy season passes. I don't, well, I don't buy games when they come out, so that, that plays a big part in that fact. So. <laughs> but, yeah, that seemed like a lot. I like DLC. I am I'm a firm believer in enjoying more game and I'm fine to pay people for more game. Like I get it. But when this deal the season pass was announced, I was I grabbed a glass of water just so I could do a spit take. It was <laughs> absolute insanity. And I I played this on PS4. I grabbed the season pass for $5. So that's pretty sweet. And, well, it sure had some skins in there. Well, that was a great thing about it, though, is at the very least, it, they didn't 
lock everything behind the season passes. I remember I bought everything a la carte, so like I didn't care about the skins and a lot of the Batmobile tracks and the like just challenge maps. But when like the season of infamy DLC came out and like the character stuff where you play as like the like Nightwing and Robin and Catwoman, like that stuff interests me. And I think they had a cool Batman eighty nine racetrack. Which yeah, was pretty they, cool and even had like some of the the score. So I bought that one. But everything else, at the very least, you could buy what you wanted. Yeah. Oh, and what I do want to say is like the way this game starts off. I'm assuming, Ken, you had the same vibes that I did. Did it not make you think of Sandman Volume 1? The first, oh, that, big time. Because that's all I could think of. Yeah, there was a very Sandman quality about this game. And there is, okay, there is a lot great about this game and the story is definitely one of those like the main overarching story i have issues with so many things in it (laughs) but oh man like that beginning is just so good it's also one of the i think one of the only parts of the only part where you're first person you're just a cop sitting at the diner and i had forgotten all of this i forgot everything about this part about this part of the game i'm like okay and, you know, he's at the diner. He's like, oh, okay, this guy's smoking. So he goes over to go say something. And then all of a sudden, everybody gets gassed and they just start murdering each other. And it is such a graphic opening. It was great. Oh, my it really God. is. And what's really cool about subsequent playthroughs as well is if you take your time to walk around the diner, like you see like newspapers and like the TV reports and it talks about. Like, oh, the this random schlub, Henry Adams, has gone missing, which actually comes back later on in the game. Like, you might not notice it when you're first playing it. I remember when I did New Game Plus and this thing, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And this is also weird because, yeah, I just have, like, the violent opening. This is the only Arkham entry to be rated M. And I don't know, do you guys think that... This could have been a T rating if there's anything so extremely violent that it needed the the M. I mean, the opening kind of, but I don't know. I, I can't remember what makes a teen or an M exactly. There's some pretty dark I, stuff in this game, though. Yeah, I think thematically, this is absolutely an M rated game. Uh, there's there's a lot going on, especially as far as like psychological abuse goes. Yeah, there's a lot of dark shit this reminded me of batman return of the joker being the first pg-13 animated batman project <laughs> because of all the psychological abuse and the horrible things that are happening to people and that's kind of what i felt like earned the m here so yeah. there's just a lot of fucked up shit going on. oh god yeah i mean the beginning is so fucked up like just having you know seeing that happen where all these people are murdering each other for no reason and like I said, all I think it was Sandman, that, that fucking... I can't wait to see that diner scene on the live-action Netflix show. I'm just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do with it. But, like, and the whole fact that this, like, the way just the beginning is that because Scarecrow did this and he says, I'm gonna bomb the entire city, everybody evacuates within 24 hours. The whole, like, most people did. Not everybody, but most people leave the city to kind of, like, it gives you a story reason to why there's less people in the city and you're not running into civilians, you're not saving civilians. It gives you a story reason to why all the you know criminals are out and about, and I, I like that, but it's just, I mean, just think about it, like how violent that is and how like terrible it must be for anyone that's still stuck here. 
I think that's kind of a bummer because like this was the first Arkham game that was on like the at the time next generation hardware. So I understand like the like Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, where they're on like 360 PS3 tech where it's like, okay, we have to have this walled in area. But now it's just like, I guess you do end up saving like firefighters throughout the game. But it would have been cool to actually see like like traffic or actual civilians who are stuck there that you have to help because it just because it's you have to save Gotham. It's like, man, why? Just let the whole thing burn down at this point. Like, <laughs> I took it. I will always say this. Like, I always take anything with DC where they don't have civilians in danger being a Man of Steel type thing because Man of Steel, you know, all these people die and he didn't save them. And there was all that hatred towards that. And then, like, when BVS came out, I mean, and you had, oh, they're uh, they abandoned that area. Like, you know, I just feel like that might have played a part in it, too. Like, when they were designing, they didn't have a choice. And I think it probably had a lot to do with, like, learning new tech as well. Yeah, that and there was enough shit to run into in the streets without people there. True. Experiencing gridlock in the Batmobile. Fuck that. <laughs> you start running over civilian cars. I mean, you're already killing people anyway. What's the difference, huh? No, you're not. You're electrocuting them. They're not okay, dead. Yeah. You get hit by a car going 80 miles an hour and it shocks you. It just pushes you away. It doesn't murder you. Okay. Yes, it's very gentle. Uh-huh. <laughs> or when he breaks somebody's arm on a random roof, like, they'll be fine. They'll find their way back down, I'm sure. <laughs> and all the terrible things you do to people in this game, like, they'll be fine. They'll get back up. Yeah, they're not dead. Uh-huh. They're just crippled for life. They're not dead. They're not as dead, but they I- might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> I think that right there, I think you hit on a good reason that this is M rated because Batman does a lot of bad shit in this game. I mean, yeah, he's he been does. doing that in the entire Arkham series, like like Arkham Origins, but he like, drops the guy down on a Christmas tree. And this feels worse, though. This feels like so much worse. It, it does. I mean, I, I completely believe it does, too. It's just violent, but I like it. I mean, like all the things that. All my problems with this game went away. Like, the story, I feel, is pretty good. The gameplay is good. Like, I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I mean, the missions are very much just kind of like, go here to there. Different things are happening in the city. And I, I didn't do a lot of the main stuff. Because I was trying to play this very much as an open world game where I do a lot of the side stuff when it opens up. So there, Because I, I have a thing when I, in, in well, any game, I get to a point where I'm done. And once I'm done, I'm done. So I, I try to do as much side stuff as I can because I can make myself do story content always, but I cannot make myself do side content once I break. So that was kind of my way of playing this game this time. I think I like about because even just replaying this because I got a PlayStation 5 last fall and I was uh, replaying Marvel Spider-Man, which I it's a great it's a great game. I don't like it as much as the entire world likes it. Because I think the side content in that is really repetitive. And what I like about a lot of this stuff in this is that most of it is tied to a villain. And if it's not, it's really fast. Like, it's over in a couple of minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like, you might have, like, the diffusing the bomb things where it's kind of the arena battles or, like, the little stealth sections, which are kind of interesting little puzzles, but it's nothing as bad as, like, spider-man where they constantly introduce like repetitive bases with five waves of goobins to get through yeah i mean it wasn't a bad open world like like you're, like you're right the, the bombs weren't that bad the towers aren't 
that bad either. There were a couple that were really annoying where I had to like upgrade to make get through them because I needed certain tech. But other than that, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I didn't. I enjoyed them. Here's my issue. Have you all played Skyrim? No. No. I own it. Exactly. Three copies. I just never touched it yet. It's too big. It scares me. I don't give a crap about dragons or wizards or magic. <laughs> I, I'm picky. Open world games are picky for me. Okay. That kind of throws my criticism out. But for the rest of you listening, in Skyrim, there's a lot of missions to do. A lot of them. And most of them all boil down in the end to go into a cave, clear out Draugr, which are basically Skyrim's version of zombies, and then collect the thing. And that feels like a lot of what's going on here to me. Like you have to do like different types of stuff, but in the end it really just boils down to beat the shit out of a bunch of goons or beat the shit out of a bunch of drone tanks or yeah, like one of the infuriating missions to me was go into the Batmobile, go to this place. Oh no, there are drone tanks. All right. Kill the drone tanks. Cool. Get out of the Batmobile. Go in, investigate, come back out, get in the Batmobile. Fuck, more drone tanks. <laughs> like, there's a lot of content here, but to me, it started to feel samey. It's understandable. I mean, that's how I felt before, too. Like, I was very upset with the drone situation with the Batmobile. Goes from a t- can go from a you know pursuit mode, which is a Batmobile, to a tank. Like, I had a lot of issue with that when I first played this game. I think, for me, partly this game hit at the right time. Like anyone listening to our last recent episodes in general, like I got fired. I played Shadow the Hedgehog. I played, I forget the hell I played else. And, and at this point, but when I started playing this, it was around the time that I got offered a job, but I didn't start. I didn't start for another like 15 days. So I just like, I completely submerged myself into this game and it gave me a much different experience and, and appreciation for it. I think, cause I was okay with the rep- repetition because I had, I had time to kill. Like, I cleaned my house. I did what I wanted to do. And I'm like, I need to just keep busy until I go back to work. And this game gave me 30 hours of, of fun. So like that repetition actually worked for me. But I completely, like, if, if I wasn't in that situation, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. I think it would have really gotten to me to be like, oh, in tank time, let's go kill 30 drones. Oh, let's drive over here and kill 30 more drones. Oh, let's do it again. Like it would have bothered me a lot more. But it didn't bother me this time because of my situation. Yeah, I'd almost rather the, the drone fights because... They're really easy and they they only last like a couple of minutes, like kind of like some of the sneaking things where you have to like kind of blind like some of the guns and get around certain ways like really drove me after a while. And it's like I just want to go in and just especially when you learn because it doesn't implicitly tell you uh, because I put in our chat that like at the start, it's like hold down the trigger to go into combat mode which like just cramps your finger when there's an option to just turn it into a toggle, which makes it so much more comfortable and just, you know, you're just kind of boosting around and it's, I don't know. I never found that there's, it's overdone for sure, especially some of like the bonus fights, but at the very least they're not terribly long. I actually took my Batmobile out of toggle toward the end. And uh, once we get closer to that part, I'll explain it, but Mm -hmm. Taking it out of toggle toward the end of the game really helped me make shorter work of some of those end game stuff. Huh. I want to hear. I can't wait to hear about that. I never took it off toggle. <laughs> I just I forgot that you could like I know you said that, but I don't my brain didn't register. I just left it on toggle and it worked OK for me. It didn't it didn't cramp my finger. I would also switch mid fight from pursuit 
to tank often to get around and get away, especially mm-hmm. with focus. Yeah, especially some of the later sure. tank battles where it's just like you have to use hit and run tactics. Yep, and that's exactly what I used it for. I, I just like this in general. Like I think because I would even in a drone fight sometimes I would just drive off and just move a little, get away from them, and then get back into the action. Unless, of course, the game is artificially limiting the environment. Which the game does often, yes. <laughs> like, I get the complaint that people had that there's too much Batmobile and there's too many drones, but I think it was... My opinion now is that you needed that because it had this game just been stealth and just been what we are, the combat, and what we've been doing for three other games. I don't think it, it wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have felt different, and people would have been even more upset, and the game wouldn't have... I think the Batmobile really does make this game better because it's something new. Yeah, I I think that I guess one of the bigger complaints is when they introduced the Batmobile, like people were expecting it to be a method of transportation and often like it's just as faster or effective to just use your grapple boost and gliding. Yeah, Like unless I really wanted to like have the clear arrows and even those get annoying when you're like going up a hill or something. Um, when they started introducing like the, I guess people don't want Batman to turn into like almost like a Star Fox assault game, <laughs> which is what it reminded me of. And like one of my favorite parts about it, like uh, have either of you played Metroid Prime three? Yeah. Yeah. Because what I liked about that game is that like in the Metroid series, like Samus lands and her ship is just always at the beginning. But in Metroid Prime mm-hmm. 3, they introduced like like ship visors so you can use it to solve puzzles. And I liked it when the Batmobile was a tool to solve puzzles. Like that was my favorite use of it. Okay. Like I did I didn't mind it. I know a lot of people had a, talked a lot of shit about the Batmobile, but I, I really did like it. Those first dozen drone battles were great. Having a great time. But God damn it, there's so many of them. And that's, that's my main problem with this game. There's so much of everything. You see, and like that would normally bother me. But I think because of my situation, it didn't bother me. Like I was happy just to have more game and doing the same thing over and over again. It was a really weird conundrum for me because you won't hear me say that very often on this show. And you won't hear me talk shit about open world games. I love open world games. I don't. I have over a thousand hours in on Skyrim doing various play styles and characters. I have well over 500 hours in Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4 doing different types of things. My problem with this is that you're just Batman. You're always Batman. There's no, you know, oh, you can make a, you know, different type of build. Like, it's all just, you're Batman. And I feel like that... When you're a centrally defined character like that, it doesn't work so well with open world games. The big thing of open world games is having the ability to explore, to find emergent gameplay. And it's not really here because at the end of the day, you're Batman. See, that's why I would take this over all of those games that you mentioned, because I like (laughs) games that have centrally defined characters like I hate customizing my own character like i like i have a roommate who loves playing games where she can spend hours in a character building thing like i play mass effect and it brings up a thing i'm just like i just want to go i don't care about like changing my hairstyle like i love when a game has a character and i think that's what a lot of 
what I don't like about games now is that everything is just like, well, just make your own. And I'd rather like a curated experience as opposed to, well, here's just an open world. Go have fun. And like I have already been on the show and express <laughs> my extreme disinterest of Horizon Forbidden West <laughs> because that game does have a character, but that character isn't interesting, at least in the sequel. She was fine in the first game, but she's just a what, blank slate in the second. She's not Batman. Was she fine in the first game, though? I thought so. Yeah, I, I didn't have any issue in the second one. She's just I mean, I, I don't I don't want to derail this, but that like that's how I feel. And like I kind of have I kind of feel my situation because like when I play open world games now, it's like I get off of work and then I got to do like meals and dishes and everything. I sit down and have a couple of hours and it's like you you run around and get a few trinkets and people bother you to go get things. You don't really feel like you do anything and it feels like you're just grinding. But when you kind of need a distraction and you have a lot of free time, like having something like this to dive headfirst into can be very therapeutic. Yeah. And that's exactly where I was having my issues because, <sighs> I work like 10 to six. So, all right, cool. I can play for like an hour before work, a couple hours after work before I have to go back to bed and do the exact same thing all over again. And it just became kind of part of a routine. And toward the end of it, honestly, part of a routine I was dreading. No, that's, that's also me normally with open world games. Now it, it really is. So that's why I was so surprised how much I, like just, when we started playing this, I had no plan to go for everything but the Riddler trophies. I had no plan. I was going to try to do what I could. I was to see what happens. But I was like, you know, I'm probably going to get to a point where I'm just going to beat the game. And I did everything. Like, I did all the towers. I did everything. And it was unnecessary. But, I mean, I, I just wanted to. And I just couldn't stop. Yeah. It's not terribly long, either. Like, it is an open world game. But, like, I finish, like, Horizon Forbidden West mostly ignoring a bunch of the side content. And it was, like, 60... 70 hours and this was like half of that and like mike i did everything except for getting the 240 percent riddler trophies yeah no 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 yeah, that, that's where i drew the line i was not doing that at all in this game i told myself like i did the when i played this game the last time i did not do the riddler stuff when it comes to with Catwoman, where you go in the room and you have to kind of like rescue, do these different puzzles to rescue Catwoman with the Batmobile. I did the first one or the first two, and I'm like, this sucks. This time I did all of them and I enjoyed them. Like, I really enjoyed the courses with the Batmobile way more than I thought I would. See, I actually like the Batmobile less when you're driving it because it's, it doesn't, it's too, well, I mean, it is a heavy machine, but it's not as arcadey as I would appreciate. Like, if I have a car like this, I want it to essentially be like a burnout. And it's kind of like that, but not really. Like, I would constantly have to toggle into assault and, like, tank mode just to right myself at certain times. Oh, I got real good at the power brake uh, slides in this. Man, I would have... Oh, it was so great. If the Fast and the Furious 3 people would have been watching me, they would have been like, hell yeah, <laughs> that's some Tokyo drifting. Because... <laughs> Oh, it was great. I was having a ball just driving around and taking corners sharp. And that um, was, f and I feel like that could have been its own game. Like just have a Batmobile like racing game. Oh, there is that one. And it is really <laughs> bad. <laughs>
But like the bones of it are good, are there in this game, and they're good in this game. It just yeah, I, I I hated the the driving when I played this back in the day, and I I I loved the courses in this game today. Like I was like, these are f-. even the last Riddler course that took me for a fucking run. Like it took me a lot more tries than I thought it would. Like even that was like, this is fun. Oh, I was ready to like. I was shooting some expletives when that happened. Well, mm. I had a hard time on. It took me a while to learn the lap. The first lap was the hardest for me. Then I kind of, but I had some hard times just learning what to do. And I put podcasts on and just ignored the game and just listened to podcasts while I just kept trying until I just got it right. Oh, that was swearing too, though. There was a lot of fucking shit. So See, that, that's smart because, like, I I think on like another episode we're kind of talk about Portal Two about how if you're dumb. Like, GLaDOS doesn't, like, call you dumb, but just when you're playing it and the Riddler's, like, constantly badgering you and you're just like, I mean, I give a lot of, re- like, leeway to, like, the Riddler stuff in Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, but the fact that, like, he fine-tuned these things without any pre-knowledge of how this machine would work, because, I like, this is the, he's had a Batmobile before, but not, like, not this, this is the thing. first time that he drops down in it. It's also the first time he had a tumbler, essentially. Except the way I look at it is that, you know, he probably always had a Batmobile around. Well, yeah, but even then, it's just like a lot of are based on, like, using the Batmobile as a weight. And, but, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's like this. We're never going to get away from, like, the most controversial aspect of this game other than talk about, like, another issue was that, like, when Rocksteady announced this, the big marketing push was... We have a whole new villain in this game called the Arkham Knights. Here we go. <laughs> it's the titular Arkham Knight, and we had to get special approval from DC in introducing this character. And you're like, oh, like, what's the mystery going to be? And then I don't know how long into it, and you're like, oh, I know exactly what the mystery is. Like, there's no yep. mystery, and that's kind Unless of you're not what... a Batman fan. If I had I never, mean... as a guy who didn't read comics, if I never would have seen Under the Red Hood, I had no idea where this was going. Well, it's because it's the only good media with that character, if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> I hate that character a lot. I might get some angry comments, yeah. but I really hate Red Hood with the fire of a thousand sums. And I don't and get I, the appeal. The Red Hood movie is amazing. <laughs> yeah, other than yeah. that, Red. Jensen Ackles is a national treasure. <laughs> You're not wrong. But no, I'm like that. I mean, I know that was the biggest complaint that a lot of people had. I had the complaint, too, when I played this. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be him until, like, midway through the game. You start, they, they start talking about Jason Todd. I'm like, oh, damn it. And, and, that's that's a, when, and what's annoying, too, is that, like, if it feels like the last couple of Daniel Craig James Bond movies where they never intended stuff to tie into the beginning, but then they shoehorn all that stuff in. Like, if this would have been mentioned in either of the games before, like, it would have been a cool, it would have been a better reveal. Something, I guess, like, when we get to the ending, and I guess I should ask if either you play Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, a long time ago. See, something I wish more games would copy is that game's return to Shadow of Moses. Like, I really, I really wanted something in this, because I think you do go to Arkham Asylum for like five seconds, but I really would have liked a segment where like you were almost playing as Batman and then doing things 
but then like you are you see like Jason was just like just under the surface and he had no idea. They actually touch on that. There's an Arkham Knight Genesis comic where like that's a thing. And I was like, why isn't this in the game? Because it's like Jason is there when the events of Arkham Asylum are there. So it's just like he was just under his feet the entire time. And okay, how like that's cool. that is. But that's in a comic like that should have been in this. Should have been. Now you make me want to read that comic. Damn it. Probably get a dollar store. <laughs> I, I, I get other ways, but yes. <laughs> but now you made me want to read it. Okay. I mean, that because that would definitely have added to the story. Like, it doesn't work well that, you know, he's like, oh, like, you know, I, you know, because he talks about like how he, Jason died. And then, like, you're right. You go to Arkham Style in the end of the game, but you don't actually get to play Arkham Style. It would have been fun if you got to play it somewhat, somehow. Like, like just to even go back to that area and walk through there. Yeah. And hear yeah. like the, dun, 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 like the little music cues. And things like that, like kind of just run down areas and be like, oh, man, that's that part. But I mean, I don't make games or write them. I just talk about them here and write about <laughs> superhero games. <laughs> it's one of those things that I that I feel like it would have been nice to have. But I maybe they're running out of time because this game did take four years to make. So maybe they were kind of like, yeah, you guys need to get done. And I think I it feels like there's a lack of passion from Rocksteady. Like it, it I'm not going to say it reeks of contractual obligation, but it kind of does. It's just like all we have left is the Batmobile because even like the Predator sequences and the combat, they're very there's nothing really that different. No, I would beg to differ. This Batman fights much harder than the other ones did in the other games. Like you would always have to do a ground takedown. You couldn't even hit anybody on the ground in the past games. This one, he goes full Robert Pattinson and can just deliver beatdowns to people who are on the ground without hitting the ground pound button. Like you just go there and just beat the living shit out of everybody. And because it's so much faster, it feels like the fighting in this game is a lot more impactful and kinetic. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, there is a lot to it. I mean, I know I just kind of have to myself, but yeah, you're right. Again, that's me. No, I, I can agree with you. I mean, it, it at the same time, I like what Blair was saying. I also agree with that, that they needed to add something new. And they already, I mean, like the predator sections are a little different and they do add more stuff to the combat, but it's still kind of the same old, same old in a way. It's not, you know, how it, you know, they need something new for this game for next gen. So Especially like Arkham Origins was only 2013. So that really didn't do it any favors either, even though I really like Arkham Origins. I guess that was almost like, and that's what I, it's really weird that in the, so I guess Justice League versus the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, whatever stupid title it is, isn't until next year. So it's shocking to think that there hasn't been like a Rocksteady game in almost a decade other than the VR title. And like I thought with Arkham Origins and this, the Batman was going to turn into the next Assassin's Creed where they were going to trade off. And it's kind of like shocking that they kind of let it go to the wayside when they had like this much momentum. Yeah. But I also think that the backlash against this game was probably enough for them to be like, all right, we really need to bring it with the next one. Do we even want to do Batman anymore, guys? I, I mean, I, I, I just want, I want Superman like really, really bad. Uh, people say it can't be done. I just think that it, it can be done. Uh, and it can be done really well. 
it just needs the right people. Uh, I'm shocked that Wonder Woman is not until next year or probably delayed until 2024. And that's the first Wonder Woman game. Like, there's so much potential for the DC universe. And, like, it's just always, like, Batman. And I have a Coffin Knights pre-ordered, so I'm part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want our Batman game, really. I would like a Green Arrow game. Yes, that's what I actually expected to happen, as I know even Steven. And, like, in Arkham Origins, they kind of bring up, like, Queen Industries. And just now, like, my dream Green Arrow game at the time was kind of like Catwoman traversal from Arkham and have Tomb Raider 2013 flashback sequences where you're on the island and that's kind of tutorials where it's Hmm. just like, oh yeah, like here's how we learn how to do this type of shot or here's how we learn to use like a grappling arrow. That'd be cool. And just have like island stuff like how the show did it back. uh, (laughs) Because this came out and like when Arrow was still pretty great because it would have been uh yeah it would have been after season two no but in the season three where it started to get a little bit iffy yeah i didn't care for the raza ghoul stuff but like the deathstroke stuff in the first season was great i mean second second season of deathstroke yeah that was like peak arrow Hmm? i'm sorry the who stuff deathstroke no 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 the you didn't care for what stuff oh (laughs) <laughs> Raza Ghoul, Raza Ghoul, Razal Ghoul, as the woman says in Batman Begins. <laughs> it took a second before I got what he was going for. I forget that there's so many different ways to say that name, and no one says it. Who no, no one, no idea what the correct pronunciation is. I'll just say the there's demon a... from now on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The head of the uh, there was a pretty funny note in the evidence room. If you go and look, there's. Uh... Aaron Cash is kind of narrating stuff about the different items and evidence lockup. I love and he that. said, Raz, uh, Raish al Ghul. <laughs> so that was funny. I love it's crazy how there's a weapon in there you can get early. And as I remember the first time I played it, it was like, oh, yeah, like the electrical gun is in the evidence room. You just have to smash the case and grab it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was kind of cool. Like he's like, yeah, I, I let them have it. I'm taking it back now. And I like that. I want to go back to to Arkham Knight. A uh, couple things. Like one, when you when you first meet Arkham Knight before everything's spoiled and all that. Like I like the way he introduces. I like the things he says. He's like, make sure you don't shoot the, the chest piece on Batman. That's where the armor is the hardest. Like aim for the sides. And like he knows everything about Batman. And I like the way he looks. I mean, I, w- I wish they would have marketed it differently and not say, I mean, now that I played this game again and I am more into Batman, I do consider Arkham Knight a different character, sort of. It's just that they really, sh- they just took someone that was pre-existing and, and changed it. I, but just, I guess, to me, I still consider it a new character. He's just Red Hood with urban camouflage. I know. But he has and a his, militia this time. His voice acting, or the, just the way how he's directed, and I know it's just like, it's Troy Baker and he's in everything, so sometimes it's hard to, like, separate a character from him, even though he's done good stuff, and I'm not going to dismiss him, even though I don't really care too much for him as a human being nowadays. He's just a little bit too whiny. Just his acting is very petulant, and I get why he's like that, especially... As you learn who it is, it makes complete sense, but he's just kind of annoying. And and again, once they kind of show their hands, like kind of the big hook is like a good mystery is great. Like, who is this guy? And 
who is it going to be? And you're just waiting for the reveal. And that kind of deflates like your interest in the story. Yeah. Like I remember the first time playing it through, I was like, okay, all right. You know, military guy, he's, you know, very, very interesting, very intense. He knows stuff about Batman. I wonder if this is Hugo strange related. And the (laughs) second he calls Batman old man, I was like, that's fucking Jason Todd. (laughs) (laughs) And then, from there, I was just like, eh, I guess we'll just play it to see how this turns out. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I liked it this time. I really liked it this playthrough. I liked the boss fights with Arkham Knight this playthrough. I like I like the fact that as the game progresses and you get near the end of the, the final fight with Arkham Knight and he takes off the stupid bat helmet I liked and, and has a red has a red helmet, like just red. I mean, I liked all of it with him this time. and I was surprised. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. And I don't know how to feel about that, but I was just like, this is, I like this now. Since I was no longer concerned who he was and I knew who he was, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the different take on Red Hood for some reason. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I I got irritated with the fight where you're in the Batmobile in the tunnels and he's driving the giant drill mech and you have to, like, move around. It it took me a lot of tries to get one of the tunnels to do it right and not crash into something, but it was still, it was still cool and at least different. Yeah. I, I did enjoy that section. I did not enjoy the section with the Cloudburst tank. That's a little. And having to do that twice really pissed me off. So that's something, because I know something that was a huge disappointment for me in this game, and I guess we're kind of all over the place with the structure, is that like after a while, like the Arkham Knight goes away, and suddenly Deathstroke shows up. Because uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I was paid in. And he's like, you know, all this is over. And he's like, no, 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 I was paid in advance and I have to do this. And then it's constantly building up to like this Deathstroke fight. And you're like, oh, man, like the Deathstroke fight in Arkham Origins was so good. What are these guys as a tank battle? The exact and, tank battle I already fought. And that's the thing, because I was doing that and my fiance was like watching me and she was like, you have a lot more patience than what I would have because I kept dying because I was trying to isolate the tanks. But I'm pretty sure you can just shoot him. You can. And yeah. I and I was doing it and I was like, I was trying to get rid of all the tanks and they were always hovering around him. And I was like so mad. And then I just started attacking him. And I was like, oh, I wish they could have told me I could have just shot him. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you will get hunted really fast. Like, I mean, I took out all the Cobras. Plus, when you take out all the Cobras, the game auto saves too. Yeah, I mean, by that point, like, because when I play this now, like, the first thing I do is put all of my, like, skill points into the Batmobile because it's, Same. like, the most... Because a lot of the... There's a lot of skill trees in this, and I find them mostly kind of pointless. Yep. Like, yeah, except you don't... for armor for your ballistics and health, which is what I always do in the Arkham games. And then I just put everything else in the Batmobile because everything else is just superfluous. The only I did, I do health first and I did Batmobile because I knew what was coming in this game. And I also did some of the hacking stuff so I could stop drones from killing me when I was in trying to take over towers. Yeah, that's also smart. Like that was needed. But no, I, I really and all the other Red Hood fight where he's where you like kind of like he's trying to snipe you and you got to like sneak around and get to him. I like that. I didn't mind that either. Yeah, I, oh, I just really enjoyed stuff. And I uh, was shocked <laughs> about how doable it was. Yeah, after everything that you go through to get to that fight, that fight's kind of easy. I'm okay with that though. I, I like easy. So, oh yeah, I'm I'm fine with it too. I'm not uh, I'm not complaining about that. 
I mean, I am a little bit, but uh, <laughs> and I don't the, know how this far and not talked about the actual I know. bad guy. I'm yeah. purposely waiting on that. <laughs> so I'm trying not to. I want to before we get to that, I want to talk about the Deathstroke thing. Like, yes, it bothered me back then that Deathstroke shows up. Now it doesn't because it to me, it feels like a, you know, we wanted to wrap up things from origin too, and they felt that the best way was to bring him back and I mean, Deathstroke had a, you know, had a reason to pick a fight with him. So I'm I'm OK with that now. And I mean, it's dumb. Sure. But I'm OK with it. And I don't mind the fact that, like, you know, I also in order to fight Deathstroke. You have to destroy at least it looked like to me. I had to destroy all the towers, all the bombs and all the roadside blocks in order yes. to get Deathstroke to pop, which I liked because he's optional. He's not part of the game. You know, he's not part of the main story. He's just something. He's another side mission type thing for you to do. I think I kind of accept it more because from a like for someone who has a very little or small understanding of what it goes into making a game, like if they would have had to rig a Deathstroke fight, that would have just been assets for something that's very small. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, we can have something here and still have it have more weight than just, oh, Burt Mustin came and he's the new leader. Like, oh, let's have Deathstroke just because. Like, we already probably had that guy in the booth for Arkham Origins. Like, let's just get him to do a few more pickup lines here. Yeah, probably. And, you know, that's it's fine. Like, my biggest complaint is that after his tank is destroyed, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That, that's it. This is Deathstroke. This is one of the most powerful metahuman assassins that exists in the DC universe. And you're just going to do him dirty like that? I'm actually uh, like the way because you have Deathstroke in here. Another one of the sub bosses is Firefly, which I oh. like the, the Firefly races. I found those really fun. Um, they were fun. I had a blast, but you're going to do him dirty like that, too. I'm actually very shocked because at the time, everyone treated Arkham Origins like such a black sheep to this whole story, like it didn't really matter. But this game talks about Arkham Origins a lot. It really does. Like someone, I remember there's one point where you're just, I love, because something I'll forever love about the Arkham series is the goon flavor text. Oh, yeah. I think that's something that's missing from like the Spider-Man games, is that like when you're swinging around, especially if you go back in the open world at the end, because they're just like, oh, well, you know, why does Bruce Wayne get away with this? Like, why isn't he behind jail? Like, I want some (laughs) money from this. And like, all that's so much fun. But someone just like, oh, where's that anarchy kid? Like, he'd love this. And it's also weird to think that like, he took out Firefly in Arkham Origins. And then Firefly is like, remember that one time you fought me? I'm like, you're telling me in all these years, this is only the second time you've encountered one another? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Arkham yeah. has a revolving door <laughs> yeah but I think well, it's just fire. they didn't want to do it that way you know like fire's not exactly high on the list of Batman things killing people yeah that'll get your Batman attention fires yeah. eh, we got a fire department an underfunded one apparently yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> yeah I like Firefly in this I, I fucked up the third time with him where you just are like sneaking around and, and you have to or you're not sneaking around you have to go find the fire stations that are on fire put them out and then he pops out of nowhere and then you chase after him until you follow him long enough and then you can jump on him 
I failed the, the third one and had to wait a while until he re- until he respawned somewhere. I, think I, I failed the first one this time around. Like I just took a wrong turn. <laughs> it was oh, cool God. though, and no, I'm I'm okay with the fact. Like I, I again, as I as I've said on the show, and I and I really realize at this point, I think Origins is my favorite. Is might be my favorite for some reason. And the fact that they gave like the reference to Deathstroke and they gave the reference to Firefly made me happy that it was there. So I was okay with that. I just liked fighting. I, I like fighting Firefly, though. I, I like that he was back. I just I it thought is, it was really cool. It is nice that there's. All right. I know I said there's too much in this game. And, you know, there is too much in this game. But <laughs> not wrong. Same time, it's also really nice to see that they're pulling out villains that you haven't seen in a while. Like, I like the little, the tiny little blink and you miss it hush case that you get in here. Yes. Just because it's a wrap up. Yeah. And the Azrael missions. Like, those are good. That's another, you know, carryover from City and an important thing to the ending. Yeah. I want to talk about the hush thing. Like, in the end of Arkham City, one of the side missions you can do is you, you find these missing bodies. You find not missing bodies. You find bodies with missing parts of their face, and they're all wrapped in bandages. And then in this game, I think you even track down Hush in the in or Elliot in Arkham City, but then he he tricks Batman and gets away. But in here, he go you get a message from you heard you haven't heard from Lucius Fox lately, and you go there and you play as Bruce Wayne. And you walk in, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. And all of a sudden, like you start beating the shit out of Lucius Fox or something. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, you go to the computer and it's like the, the retinal scan is like you're not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it's a the- good, it's a good scene. I mean, it's a very short mission. You just go there, you you do like one thing, you do like a remote battering or something, and take out you know Elliot and Hush, and that's all it is. But it was really cool. And like how he's like, and- he's like, yeah, we're not putting him in prison. We're putting him in uh, we're putting him in the back cave. <laughs> like he looks a little too much like someone else. Yeah, the way that too much Blake going on to explain why Bruce Wayne is like this right now. Yeah, <laughs> the way that it, that mission plays out, like you're you know you're playing Bruce Wayne, or so you think, and then you start beating the shit out of Lucius Fox, and then you see it all unfolding as like security camera. I thought that was really clever. I really liked that. Like that was some good ass presentation. Yeah, it was. It was short, but I was okay very- with it being short. Because there's so much I, other stuff going on. Like, oh, one thing I forgot to mention with the Deathstroke thing is you also have APC tanks you have to hunt down and go after. Yeah. I I got into it way more than I expected in this way. You can knock those things out really fast. Yeah, I yep. like Because, like, some of the other things, you have to really look for them. Like, there was one point where I would just, like, I would see how many, like, bombs were in an island and just put a general marker in the middle and just glide around and look for red. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. your tip for things but like the apc is just constantly just like oh yeah there's one over here go get it and i was like no okay we'll we'll take a couple minutes like and then like fairly early on and it was like all the apc guys are gone i was like okay there's one less thing to worry about and they come back they come i think they come back later on in the game he had like especially with deathstroke they had more apcs a couple more i think think so for me I feel like they added at some point in the game a couple more APCs spawn, but maybe I'm wrong. Either way, I, I like the APCs, and I like how doing all that unlocks the Deathstroke fight also. And I enjoyed the tower. I mean, the towers are very much like a normal open world game. You just you have different places you have to go to and take out stuff. And we haven't talked about the drone. There's also flying drones that you eventually get the ability to take out in the game, where you have to fly. You have to like glide over them, land on them, then destroy them. Yeah, 
And honestly, I didn't take him out. Oh, I had a I lot did. of fun doing that. <laughs> I really, because you, you get, well, I the reason I did it is because I thought, because they make a comment the first time I did it, where he's like, okay, Alfred, now you can scan, you know, this city. And I'm like, oh, this will help me find the secrets I'm missing. Like pigsy stuff and other things, which didn't really work. I had to go find all the firemen, most of the firemen and the pigsy victims myself. I had to go pull up, a, grab a map from the internet and just go to the spots and try to find it. Well, I guess you listen to this while, or you play this while listening to podcasts? Uh, somewhat. Because, like, the, you have to listen to the audio cues, because a lot of the times you'll just hear the opera music, and then you kind of have a cue to kind of, like, turn on your detective vision and look for, like, a dangling I, body somewhere. I didn't hear it. Like, I mean, there were, I mean, I did play a lot of this game. I mean, I would have podcasts on, but the sound was still on, too. I had both going. But, like, the firemen, I would notice, because it would say, oh, you know, I would see when stuff would come up and they would start talking, but I still missed a lot of firemen. It just, yeah, I just didn't fl- I didn't fly in the right places for either of, I had all the, I had all the Pigsy victims by the end, because I didn't do Pigsy and firemen until the end of the game, after, right be- either right before I beat Scarecrow and finished it, or right after it, I went and did Pigsy and wrapped that up. But Pigsy, I just, I just couldn't find, there was just, I mean, and the firemen, there was areas that I just never went to that I would. I would not. I didn't fly over and noticed. That's fair. Like especially if you're not really looking for Riddler stuff, there's like large portions of the island you're just or the islands rather that you're just yeah. not gonna go in. Like I want to talk about the fire the firemen really quick. There's not a whole lot to say, but you have to go rescue what twelve firemen or so throughout this game. And as you do, you find out more of the story about how the fire chief was actually working with Firefly to set these bombs off to get funding <laughs> for the fire. <laughs> It's there's not a whole lot to it, but it was kind of cool that it, it was cool that it existed. Yeah, it, it's yeah, kind of weird that there is so much in this and we haven't really got into like the mm-hmm. meat of the story. No, we're purposely staying away yeah, from it. I was like, going to bring into like the because every time I play this, that first man bat encounter makes me jump to the ceiling. Same. Like I I know it's coming or I know it's here, but I never know when to expect it. And my knowledge of man bat is mostly from. The animated series, like a lot of people, because in this, I like I because you you find Man Bat and he's flying around the city. And you have to grapple to him and kind of get blood samples. And once you do, you track his locations. And I really like the environmental story and where they kind of have like the video going of what what he's trying to do. But that's what I was going to wonder, because it was very it felt like a lot like the lizard and Spider-Man. <laughs> where it was like, oh, we can use bat DNA to like cure people, and I wasn't sure if that was always like the man bat thing. I haven't seen the man bat episodes of Batman the Animated Series in a while either, to be honest. Same. It's been a long time. He's like, all right, time to eject uh, bat DNA, and then it's morbid time. <laughs> so the kids want to hear, right? Yes. I mean, one thing about the man bat, like, it's just like you have to like that was another one, right? I would listen to like because every so often the game will show like, oh, here's a sound this way, and then. Whenever I hear it, I would make sure to go find it. Like I found, I found Man Bat before I finished the game, and I was just looking around for other stuff. I, found, I was able to get all three occurrences of it out of the way. And the great thing about him, because you can turn on like your detective vision, and he has such a unique skeletal structure. Yeah, like he's not among like down low. It's like he's always up high, and it's just like, oh, it's the bat shaped thing over there. Like the hardest part sometimes is just like getting the grapnel boost to get up that high to land on top of them to tackle them to the ground. I I liked it a lot though. Like I really enjoyed it this playthrough. Oh, me too. Like a lot of the side stuff is cool. Like actually, 
maybe some of the least interesting stuff is the stuff with the reoccurring villains like uh penguin where you have to like tag the vehicles and then follow them like the professor pig stuff where you have to like do the deep tissue scan on the bodies like i really liked how like dark those stories got oh god they got they got bad and i like i like detective uh, aspects of like when these these games i know it's like hard to lead into it because if you do it too much you kind of alienate a casual audience but where it's just like you do the deep tissue scan you kind of have to look up and down for like abnormalities like oh this person had like a replacement hip or this person has like a burn and things like that yeah it was cool and then like you you have to find all these people and eventually you're able to trick you're able to find out where he's located at like you go in this weird shop and into the basement and then like he just has like somebody on a table he's cutting up and he starts sending people after you but the thing about those fights is that they can't you have to they they don't feel pain you have to do an automatic knockout to get rid of them or they won't go down like i thought that was kind of a cool little gimmick though yeah i i enjoyed it it was i also never did it because my first playthrough i missed it i just never found pixie so it was really exciting for me to be able to do the fight with pixie we gotta throw the knives at him and then you stun him and you go grab him like i i I really after after playing that side quest i really want to read a pixie story arc now oh there's plenty of good ones i know you're the guy to talk to for that so yeah professor pig's always been one of my one of the characters that i really enjoy because with him, you always end up in like a horror type situation. Like everything about Professor Pig is terrifying. And you've kind of touched on Professor Pig in the past uh, when you did uh, Death in the Family. Or he, of the Family, I'm sorry. Is he in that? Professor Pig is the one that cuts Joker's face off. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So like you touch on it, but um, I really, really enjoyed the way that story played out. What story I didn't enjoy? Is anybody going to be surprised? <laughs> two guns, bitch. God, they messed Two-Face up so badly. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the two yeah. stories play out as a series of bank robberies, which, fine, I guess. They're basically just predator missions where everybody has fire gun, where everybody has firearms. Fire guns? Firearms. <laughs> and... You know, they're fun-ish. And then you get to the last one, and you beat everybody up, they stop robbing, and then Two-Face comes in, and you're like, all right, here we go. I barely had any interaction with him with Arkham City. I'm a real big Two-Face fan. This is my time. And just, you know, all right, I'm going to have to knock him down, like, probably, like, three or four times, and each time it's going to get harder. Nope. Nope. See, I actually like that, because I hate when... And I guess that's the problem with uh batman is a video game character is that he has like batman and spider-man arguably have the most recognizable cast of villains in all of comics and maybe in a lot of media in general and where spider-man is like okay you have like scorpion and vulture and they always have these like suits and tech like what do you do for a two-face two-face fight and then like you take down so many regular guys uh just by sneaking up to them, knocking them down, like, what makes Two-Face any difference? Like, they they did that a lot in Arkham Origins. It's like, oh, I had to take down Black Mask so many times. Like, why? He's just a guy with a black mask. He doesn't have any enhanced strength or superpowers. Like, you just be able to sneak up and knock him down just because, like, we need something more. 
And it was like the dead shot in Arkham Origins 2 where it's like, no, one takedown should do this. It shouldn't have to do it like four times. <laughs> yeah. Get it. They wanted to make him more special. It's Two-Face. I just always want the best for him. And quick question. How many guns did he have, Mike? He had one. Yeah, one gun. Well, that joke will never die. You had one job, one job, Rocksteady, and you have <laughs> one gun. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I really liked uh, something that like, Troy Baker did double duty. Well, triple, I guess, because he's yeah. Arkham Knight. And I like Two-Face when he would go back and forth between the two voices. Like you would yeah. kind of hear like Harvey Dent, like Harvey Face and Scary Face, if you've ever seen that stupid sketch. And just the duality of the character was interesting. Like, and how Troy Baker was able to, like, pull that off so well. Yeah, like, oh, hey, I'm Lawyer Harvey. How's it going? Bah, Two-Face, bah. <laughs> Like, that's a very, very diluted version of it. But he was able to switch and made it seem realistic. As realistic as a half-burned district attorney with a penchant for half-and-half suits can be. Yeah, I like the bank robbery stuff. I, I mean, at first I thought I really had like a time limit. Then I realized I could just let them steal money and just get them while they're going to the truck and wait. <laughs> I just kept doing that. But it was I, I did it. I did like it. I mean, the two face fight is meh, but I enjoyed the side quest for the most part. And then there's the penguin side quest that we mentioned. I was a big fan of this. I mean, the tracking the trucks a little annoying, but I really enjoyed the fact that you get to do team up battles with Nightwing and you two fight together in these little arenas. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like the the dual fighting mechanism they put in this game, that was actually kind of fun because, like, you know, you you get this a couple times. You get it, you know, with Catwoman. You get it with Robin. You get it with Nightwing. It's it's fun, and each of those players has each of those characters has different play styles. So it's it's fun to play around as the different characters and being able to set up those wonderful you know group takedowns well that's just a blast you know it's really too bad damian wayne wasn't in this game huh (laughs) punk i'll go play a different game (laughs) in gotham knight (laughs) he'll be a man he's not in gotham knight he's not in gotham knight no it's tim oh i'm surprised thank god okay i'm I'm a little surprised now i I haven't paid a lot of attention i don't care about new games because i don't play them for years so I don't pay any attention to what's coming out anymore. And I have a Gotham Knights action figures on my wall, and the game isn't even out until October. <laughs> oh, wow. I have the first appearance of Tim Drake on comic, though, behind me somewhere. That's way cooler than mine. <laughs> <laughs> also, I got it for $3. I don't think they knew what they had. So I'm looking at my Ark Knight action figures right now, my Two-Face and Scarecrow action figures. <laughs> Does There's he a come new McFarlane Ark of Knight, and he doesn't have a gun. Like something about DC toys now, and I've been trying to figure it out now. They they won't sell them a gun, so there's a Red Hood figure for Gotham Knights. And his accessory is that he has interchangeable hands that are two finger guns. <laughs> uh, and Arkham fuck? Knight has a grappling hook and flash grenades, but he doesn't have like his pistols <sighs> or his like kind of cool sniper rifle that he makes at the end. I think that's a mandate from DC for like licensing. Although there's an Arkham Joker figure that I'm looking at now, and he has a pistol, so I don't know. He doesn't have a bang flag sticking out of it. So, <laughs> what other side quests have we not mentioned yet? We covered them. We did. 
I, I think they have it. the one with like Jack Ryder where it's like you have the takedown. Oh, yeah. But that's oh, like oh, just one. really. Yeah. Deacon Blackfire. Yeah. Good old Deacon Blackfire. Okay. So he is, he's from the comics and I assume too, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Deacon Blackfire has been around for a minute. Okay. I never heard of him before. So I was very like, who the fuck is this? Oh, he's minor. Okay. He's, he's very minor. But uh, the fact that he's even in the game at all, even if it is just blink and you miss it, is pretty cool. Like, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Even though it was just, you know, I'm Deacon Blackfire, Jesus, and fire and brimstone. <laughs> I punched. So. Okay. And that's all the side quests. <laughs> so we covered all the side quests now. We talk about Arkham. We talked about the Arkham Knight and who he is and the whole Red Hood stuff. I still can't get over that now that knowing he was in the asylum because I like the fact that in this one Arkham Knight wasn't killed like he was in the other stuff. He was actually just tortured by Joker and since Batman forgot about him. He, he hates Batman. I like that better actually. I gotta say I'm I'm actually okay with this now. Now I really I'm gonna have to read that Arkham Knight Genesis just for the hell of it, just for me, I think. But who knows? I I'm pretty sure it's it's been a hot minute. Uh, maybe I should have refreshed it. All my comics are kind of buried under a pile of stuff. But I remember reading that and being like, this should have been in the game. It would have it would have serviced it a lot better. Because I really hate when media is like, oh, this isn't that great. And then people are like, well, I mean, if you read like this novel, I'm like, I shouldn't have to read all this like supporting material. That's what I'm here for. Fine, fine. I'll buy the damn Arkham Knight Genesis. You don't need to. Only if it's dirt cheap. I'm sure it's not good. So I'm darn sure I sat at a dollar store once because there are dollar stores in Canada. At least they get like graphic novels that don't sell. <laughs> um, I actually got the Spider-Man family business one for really cheap, which I'm shocked because it's like a Mark Wade joint. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's a few other supporting characters, and there's one thing I have to say: there is no Bane in this game. Oh, no Bane. I'm so happy. Yeah, he's the only one that isn't back. I'm okay with that because they do. They, there was too much Bane. We don't need Bane again. Just put Bane away. You did enough Bane in Arkham Origins, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. He's even in a he's even in the movie Assault at Arkham, which came out before you hear this. Like, there's enough Bane. I'm I'm good. I'm done with Bane, so I'm okay. I won't argue. He was in Assault at Arkham for one scene, yes. Oh right, because they have the massive breakout where he's just there. Because yeah, I was he's just was, there just to be there. But I was thinking like, oh, that was the plot, but no, that was the um, that was the Vita and 3DS game. <laughs> was yeah. he in that one? Oh, well, yeah, they were rescuing he, Bane, too. Yeah, yeah he's in that, too. Like, he's the just whole in... point is, like, the suicides are, like, Manor Waller is after his, like, corpse or I something. completely forgot he was in that game until <laughs> well, just now. And we've covered all of these in a calendar year. Yeah, I know. I just don't. <laughs> too much Bane. I mean, I like Bane. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just tired of Bane and Arkham. So I was very happy he's not in this game. I was surprised, but happy. The There's only a reason Bane he... I want is Poison Ivy or no, Harley Quinn Bane, where he's just, like... A doofus who wants a friend and is fighting to get a good office chair. Yes. What were you going to say, Ken? uh, There's a good reason that Bane is not in the game. is because there is a comic book prequel just called Batman Arkham Knight, and he's in that. Oh, okay. Damn it, now you're making me want to read comics for this one. I don't really, I want to be done, but I just can't get away from Arkham. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, there's I probably will. I mean, our comic episodes never do the best, so I'm not as crazy, like especially for random shit like that. People don't care. There's no, a lot for of good story arc comics. I, that, I remember there was like an Arkham City one too. We did that. 
we did that one. This is like three volumes. There's like a lot of issues for oh, Okay, then that's too much. Yeah, no, never mind. I think they were digital. They, they were probably digital first, and then they were probably collected. Yeah. I think that's what they did for Injustice for a while as well. Yeah, that, then that really doesn't interest me. If you can't even, if this is not worth them to publish it, you know. The Injustice comics are great, and I've only read so many of them, but, and apparently they get even better. Like, apparently that's a like top tier DC material. That's surprising. It's uh, Tom Taylor. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't know comics very well, unfortunately. He's uh, he's in the new ongoing Nightwing. He also did an amazing X-Men series called X-Men Red, which highly recommended from some of the few comics that I've read. Okay. All right. So there's a couple characters we haven't mentioned in the story. Should we do Poison Ivy first and save the, the save the save the big one for last? I don't understand why Poison Ivy. I can understand why she didn't get a redesign for Arkham City because they, everyone just kind of got shuffled over there. But why is she free and she's still just wearing the Arkham shirt? Like, you figure they would have given an opportunity to like, redesign it. It's just so. And again, I think Rock City's female characters are problematic, and there's a reason for that, as we found out later. That's it's a bit of a boys' mm. club in there. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, so much so that I'm pretty sure that is actively going to keep me from playing uh, Justice League or Suicide Squad kills Justice League or whatever the hell. It was for me, though I am Twitter Mutuals with an excellent writer named Kim McGaskill, who did a lot of the writing for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League and had to leave because of those circumstances. She did a video where she implicitly said, like, don't boycott this because there is a lot of people who did do good work. So I'm probably going to find a suitable charity to donate the sticker price to. Fair enough. Or my own, like, guilt. Because I, I don't like a lot of the stuff that goes on in the video game industry and putting products above people. Because it's just like, I'm going to support, like, I really love Far Cry. Or, no, I don't love Far Cry. But for people who are like, well, I really love Far Cry. I don't really care how the sausage is made. It's like, well, you really should. <laughs> yeah, the sausage is pretty important in, you know, especially in video games. Especially in video games, because, like... It's magic that they even happen at all. It really is. Yeah. And that's why I always feel bad when I'm talking shit about a video game, is because, like, I always feel like, yeah, okay, well, if you're so good, you go make your own video game. And I know I can't, but, like, at least when I'm criticizing a movie, theoretically, I can go make a movie. Like, I've, I've made short films in the past. If I don't like a movie, I can make my own. But video games, I always feel bad about criticizing. At the same time, it's something worth criticizing. I don't know. It's a weird back and well, forth. For me, and I you, always feel bad. You can do criticism without cynicism. Yeah. And, some, and now, that's not to say that, because I'm sure they're out there, of games... And movies and everything that's made for a buck where it's like, okay, we have this. We don't really care about it. This is just our project. But I mean, I have a website that's devoted to licensed games. And we all know that licensed games generally they're they're getting better. A lot of them were not great, but the people who are making them 
I like the Leafs for the most part. They're like, okay, like I just watched a video about the the Thor PS3 game that a channel called Always Nerdy did, and the guys there were like, man, we really wanted to make this cool, but they just didn't have the time because of deadlines and things like that, and that's what happens. And like even man, if you look into development of Superman on Channel 64, like those guys didn't set out to make the worst game ever. <laughs> Like they set out to make something cool, but then circumstances happened. And yeah, I don't think anybody ever sets out to make a bad piece of media, but you know, creation is a violent act. Like you're <laughs> building something into existence and even a podcast. Yeah. Even podcasts. So like, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I don't even remember how we got on that point. I just know it was poison ivy when I walked away that it wasn't uh, yeah, poison ivy when I got it back. Was essentially, it was essentially this that how it started was like poison ivy. I'm I wish you would have got a redesign for this game, but then it was she kind should've. of uh, divulges into Rocksteady's female design and how yeah. they're problematic. Bit of a boys' club, like like I I really hate how Catwoman's outfit almost has like an outside underwear line. Um, yeah and that's a through line for this entire series with the whole poison ivy thing like i get it for arkham city where it's like okay shuffle everyone here she didn't have time to get a new suit she's still wearing like the arkham like the, outfit. the shirt but in this she's still wearing that it's like i would have liked to see a full-on like poison ivy like i hope i don't know what other villains are in gotham knights i know mr freezes and the penguin and court of Owls. Yeah, the Court of Owls is like the big thing, but I hope to see like a cool new Poison Ivy and like Harley Quinn as her partner. Like, put that in too. Why not? And no, no Joker. Please. No Joker. Yeah. No Joker. So the, the things that we haven't talked, we haven't touched on yet. Oh, did we talk about how Poison Ivy, like her whole what she does in the story with her trying to block out the the, co- the gas and everything? We did not talk about it. Okay. <laughs> like I do, I do like how she's working with him to build, you know, to help him build the antidote. And his whole thing is like protect the trees, protect the trees. And, I mean, it always works, of course. And I'm I'm okay with. It. Yeah, you got to protect those trees, man. We're she's the Lorax. He, We're gonna... She's dead of the world. Like Poison Ivy is like a. She should be a hero. Like she should be a member of the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I no. want to kill those corporate people. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I understand. Like you're, you're a 2022. <laughs> you make sense. And you're 2022. You're like, all oh, right, yeah, fucking poison ivy, rock on. Like, you're the villain who lives years long enough to become the hero. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not right. That's not what Harvey Dent said at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> become popular enough, you will become a hero, I guess, in comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good. I, I really like her in this. And I also like how they wrap up her story. They kill her in the end of this, that she dies trying to save the, the town and everything. And I like that because it, it puts away the character in a way better than just putting her in prison. Yeah, but she deserved better. She deserved close. She deserved that. But I'm, I'm OK with her dying, sacrificing herself because she is. a. I mean, I have said this before in other, another another episode. But if you're someone that's like branded, a, you know, a murderer and branded like that, like this is a better redemption arc than the. Because they're, they're not going to say, okay, you're not guilty anymore. They're going to say, okay, thanks, good job. Here, we'll maybe take a year off your sentence. Come here. <laughs> so, I'd rather just die. Well, I guess like Poison Ivy, well, in the subsequent re-releases of Arkham City, 
they probably added in, but I, isn't the Catwoman stuff was optional once upon a time, wasn't it? So she wasn't didn't even really intend um, to be part. Yes and no. It, if you bought the game new, the Catwoman stuff would be on the on the little pass that came with the game. It was during that stupid time, yeah, where single player games would have something locked away to make you buy new games. So she really uh, hasn't got hear. a lot of justice in this entire series. Is an Arkham Asylum even? It's just like a lame boss fight. I like that. Book. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. No, I just I just liked it that she was here. And I like the way they wrap up her character and they finished it up. And then the other two I, couple characters. Oh, sorry. What did you say? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yes. And then there's still we haven't talked about Batgirl in this, who isn't really Batgirl. She's Oracle. But Barbara plays a big part in this game, too, which I like because she she's up. She's Oracle. Like she has been in the rest of the Arkham series. But this time you actually see her you go to the clock tower where her is that her apartment i guess is the clock tower yeah. i don't understand That's that she's but i mean um, it's I will, I will say that oracle in this game is really hard for me to deal with because like her character model actually looks very similar to a like a real life friend of mine oh so it's like okay this is just weird to look at that so makes sense. that's that's my only issue now I'm curious what your friend looks like. How compared? Uh, apparently, she just looks like an Oracle. So you just look up the screenshots from the. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, it was just cool to me. Like it, it's I like I like Barbara Gordon a lot in this. I like how her story progresses. Like you have the flashback with Joker. You know how he killed, how he you know paralyzed her, and this time he wasn't. Was he taking pictures of her too? Unfortunately, again, or not in this. Thing it's implied, or maybe it just has the camera around his neck. Okay, at least he's not taking off her clothes. Yeah, that's kind of, if it does happen, it is off-screen, thankfully. Yeah, because that, we talk about Killing Joe comic, one day we'll talk about the movie on the show. (laughs) One day. But, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that, it doesn't have that. And then, like, you have her, like, she's helping you, then she gets captured at one point, and then you think she gets killed because you got sprayed with fear toxin. So you see her shoot herself when she doesn't. Like, she plays a big part in the story as, as the game progresses. Like, even later on with you lying to Gordon and having to tell Gordon, yeah, she works for me. And then when she dies and he tells Gordon, he's like, fuck you, Batman, even though she's not dead, but Batman believes she's dead. Like, I thought that all was all done very well in this. See, that was something that I'm not a fan of the whole fridging thing. Uh, No one should be, but I wish they would have had the, they were bold enough to actually make you believe that she wasn't going to come back. Cause I was like, this is, she's back. Like nothing in this. I was. I never once for a second thought that she was actually dead. I did my first playthrough. Oh really? No, yeah, I, I thought like, she was no gone. I did because it's the end of the series kind of thing. You know, they kind of have stated that. I'm like, okay, they're. You know, I thought she was dead. I thought they were just going to kill her. I think it was as I played Uncharted three a few years earlier, and they pulled the same similar thing, though much later in the game, where I was like, nah, I I don't buy it. I played Uncharted 3 after I played this years later. I don't know. It just it hit me like I really thought it was real. I mean, this time I knew, of course, where the game was going. But back then I did think it, I thought she was dead. I'm glad she is. I'm glad they didn't kill her. I'm glad that you end up having to, you know, she plays more of a story. I mean, because later on, Gordon pretty much kind of like turns Batman in, but he doesn't really. And he shoots Batman off a cliff or off a building, but he shoots him where the metal is the hardest. So he'll survive it. And. And he, then Scarecrow pushes Barbara Gordon in the wheelchair off the freaking building. You got to go save her. I, I I think it was a good, like, the way they did it. I like. Yeah. 
It was something, it was, yeah. The 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 way Batman is in this game, I don't, I don't like him. I think he's because coming off of Arkham Origins, where the whole, I guess this is set Arkham Origins is set before Asylum, where the whole point of that game was like you're an island and everyone is at arm's length, and by the end of the game, he comes to the realization that yeah, I need allies around me, and then this is everyone's like. Oh, I can help you, and it's like, no, I know better. But I guess it's it's part of the story too, because he's slowly losing himself too. <laughs> um, should we? Yeah, I think we should probably get into the actual. Game. I, I've been purposely like trying to leave it just because of like the side content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Talk about your favorite Batman character that plays such a big part in this game. You mean my second favorite Batman character? Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about Scarecrow. More important. <laughs> let's talk about how this is quite possibly the best scarecrow that we are ever going to get oh man jeez they okay first off scarecrow is voiced in this game by john noble now if you're a television fan you know him from fringe if you're lord of the rings fan you know him as denethor boromir and faramir's shitty father who likes to eat tomatoes horribly but his voice is just so good oh it's and, like, Scarecrow bitch. wins in this game, throughout the game. He wins. Like, he does blow up the damn city. He gets, he infects Batman with the frickin' scare juice pretty early on in the game, which <laughs> plays out something that we're going to talk about a little later. I mean, affects so much in this game. Like, he, I mean, hell, at one point, the Cloudburst tank, it goes off. He, he infects the entire city with the gas, and you see people just murdering each other, and you have to stay above it. Like, he fucking wins for the moment. Does he? Because it's still just the criminals. It's not like he's affecting citizens. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's gone. It's just like I don't know. I, I it, it, to me, it felt like he did win in a sense. At least for he won some battles and lost the end and lost the war. Yeah, but again, it would have had a lot more weight if it was there are at least some people who couldn't evacuate for some reason. I mean, like I assume maybe there there's a bunch of people just like in a stadium or something. And it's just like, oh, we were the last ones who couldn't get out, and then... I mean, but it's, I, I assume there had to be. There had to be some people who didn't get out of the city. I don't know. They were pretty pretty clear on everybody got out. Yeah, there was a lot of school buses leaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just like the cops and the firefighters and the crazies. Okay, I still... I'm, okay. eh, like, I'm still going to say you. I love, <laughs> I love Scarecrow. And yeah, I do think that he does effectively win most of his battles he does a good job i mean he i mean hell in the end of this game he makes bruce wayne show he's bruce makes batman show he's bruce wayne yeah i mean that's like, a win right there the fact that even though he does get captured at the end of this he still has an effect that will forever alter the life in gotham that he took the billionaire and showed him yeah you know he's a vigilante god so. he's and his character design oh my god so Scarecrow gets appropriately fucked up in Arkham Asylum. The very end. Yeah. And this Scarecrow is coming back now. Like, there's a lot of nods to Arkham City in this with returning villains, but this is the full circle coming back as far as villains go. Yeah. And he looks tragic. (laughs) Yeah, the last time you saw him... I guess it's in like the post credit scene of Arkham Asylum where you see him like his hand, I guess, go on. I think it changes. It's like a 
of like a barrel of Titan. Yeah, it's one of three endings you can get. Yeah. And you don't even see his face at that point. You just know that he's still out there somewhere. You just know he's revived. And when he comes back, he definitely looks, you know, much, much worse. Yeah, because he's not even in number two at, in Arkham City. Arkham City only has a very small little reference to one that you can find if you do certain things. And that's it. Like, it, it's cool. Yeah. And, oh, his redesign is so good. Like, he's got his mask is in tatters. You can see that his face got messed up. He looks like, I don't know, he looks like a horror movie villain, in my opinion, as he should. Okay. I can agree with that. Because, like, he's he's got the noose around his neck. He's got the hypo fingers again. Except this time they're, like, above his actual fingers. So that looks at least a little better. But, I like how beat up he looks. So the last time we saw him, he was getting, you know, his ass handed. You know, he got he got grabbed by a killer croc. Yep. And I don't think killer croc is a very nice guy. So hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I like killer croc, but Ooh, he ain't nice. He's a monster pretty much. Oh, it's so cool. Because like he's got the gas mask tubes like attached to his jaw and he's got the hood and. Like, seriously, Scarecrow is one of my favorite villains, and this is probably my favorite portrayal of him because they let him be an actual threat. He's not like a goof or like just kind of a one note villain. He's he's pissed and he's got (laughs) a plan and that plan works more often than it doesn't. And, oh, it's just, it's so, so good. (laughs) What did you guys think about Scarecrow? I wish he never got undermined by what happens. Fair. Because I I guess it's the way I, well, I guess, should we talk about, I mean, Joker is back in this as (laughs) your conscience or just a mental construct of Batman who is under who gets injected with a healthy dose of Scarecrow's gas while he is trying to, is you have a mission where you find out where it's going to get shot out and you get so much done, but you can't do all of it. So you like 25% gets out. Um, So you get like a pretty hearty dose. And then the Joker just shows up because you find out that the cure in Arkham city, that's for the uh, disease that you you had, didn't work 100%. Like, there isn't an actual cure. So Joker is back, and it didn't really, like, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it would, and that's, again, due to Mark Hamill's amazing acting, and, like, the Arkham series, as much as Joker is under overdone, it really is about a four-part series about Batman and Joker. So they they had to put some way to get him in here, but again, it's a thing where it's just like, well, Joker's dead. He's gone. Like, the start of the game is... Is that before the cafe or after? Like, where you put him... Like, he's, he's going in... It's before the cafe. It's yeah, the, he's going in the incinerator, and you have to move the sticks around to light him on fire. Yeah, that's uh, the first is, thing you see. Like, that's a big way to start the game. Yeah. <laughs> and the it's almost like, body. He's, he's gone. Like, there's no comic book thing where he's coming back. But then they do, and it's an interesting take because essentially Joker is rattling around Batman's brain, and he's kind of just like, 
almost like Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, he's in your subconscious trying to get out. Like in the same way that he was controlling Tim Drake there, and he was just looking to take control permanently. Which he kind of does, too, later in this game. I would posit that he does not. Okay. If I can get all analysis face with this. Sure. I think that threat of Joker taking over was never as bad as it was going to be. I feel like that particular manifestation of Joker as a mental construct for Batman was brought on primarily by the fear gas. And it's such a fear of Batman going over that line, becoming the thing that he hunts, that it maintained itself through all of his exposure in the fear gas. And there was a lot of it. He got hit with the fear toxin. He inhaled a lot of the gas. It was everywhere. It was a constant exposure. And that is the reason that the Joker kept popping up is because that is his greatest fear. Okay, I like that. All right, I'm on board. You got me. I guess that would be the case if not for the fact there were literally like four people in cages who are turning into the Joker. <laughs> no, but I still believe that like he never fully like I think he would have got there, but I don't think because the fear toxin definitely does alter it. But we don't get there. And you see like because Tim is looking at him and he sees the eyes and they start to turn green because <laughs> you like there you find out that's. Because in the start, when you're in the exploring the cafe, that there's like, oh, this guy, Henry Adams is missing and this TV host is missing. And then you find out that Batman essentially has them in isolation chambers and Robin is trying to find a cure because some of Joker's blood got out in Arkham City. They didn't catch all of it. Um, And one person is presumably immune, Henry Adams, but there is a boxer and a TV host expertly voiced by Smallville's Michael Rosenbaum, which I really ah. like. <laughs> and I can't remember the girl's name or what her deal was, but essentially uh, they're executive VP at Star Labs. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. And they're all essentially all becoming Joker, which I thought was like a little too on the nose. It's just like, they should, it's almost just like the Joker is like the T virus. And I don't think yeah. that's what it should be. Like, they should be dying, not becoming... Yeah, that's not like his psychosis is something that's in his blood, or maybe it is. Well, they refer to it at one point as, like, a prion disease. And what a prion disease does, kind of like mad cow, is that it eats away at the brain, fundamentally changing the person. I'm just not sure that that's how it works. Yeah. It's, again, it's it's simplified for a general audience. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but just the way like Joker popped up throughout this entire game constantly freak. I mean, it freaked me out the first couple times and it still would every so often randomly. I just go to the top of the tower and just sitting there or something. You just randomly in places like I it, it's a cool aspect they do. And you see his face. It's like it's almost like it's messed up like it is at the end of Arkham City. But like as the game goes on, his face gets healthier. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of saying like, oh, the Joker is exerting more control. Like it's it's an interesting concept, and we all know how I feel about Joker. <laughs> I'm not tired of the Joker. I thought this was done well. I yeah, did. They like, justified bringing him back when they really should have just like moved on. Yeah, 
I, I, I felt like it did contribute something interesting to the character. I thought that this really did enforce the whole Joker, Batman, two sides of the same coin thing that has been in the Batman mythology forever. Like, it's just, it's something that is always going to be there. And this really brings... The ending is really strong, too. Like, I think, well, I mean, the ending that a normal person would get, (laughs) not the locked behind the Riddler trophies ending uh, of that storyline is really cool and how it's all done in gameplay and how haunting it is at its conclusion is really well done. Like, I like that Arkham, like, for Rocksteady really took kind of the dumb ending of Arkham Asylum to heart, and Mm. they fixed that ever with the next two games. Yeah. Yeah, I will... I'll agree with that. I mean, we could just talk about the game and how it ends. (laughs) Are we at that point, do you think? (laughs) Uh, not... Ah, sure, why not? We've been jumping around, I don't care. Yeah, feel free. We're there. <laughs> We're all over the place. Why not? Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, you get to get to the end, we gotta go back, because you can't talk about it. So, yes, okay, Arkham Knight is Jason Top. We discussed that. I've complained about it moving forward. <laughs> so, you try to give him the old, you know, yeah, I'm Batman, but, you know, I'm also your father figure... Let me help you. And it disappears because, of course, that's what he does. So then you go to wrap everything up with Scarecrow. And you have this section where Scarecrow is just filling Bruce Wayne full of fear toxin. Just constantly just stabbing him and filling him up like three different times, I think, roughly. Yeah, I think it's also important to discuss some of the context that when you when you get there, because essentially early in the story, Arkham Knight gets Oracle and because he knows all your secrets. And that's something that's least cool about Arkham Knight. And he knows all of Batman's tricks like he shoots him and he's like, I know where to shoot. What is it going to do with the most damage? Um, because Tim Drake is with these kind of Joker clones or these people who have been affected by the Joker. And at one point, Batman because he's afraid that Batman's going to become the Joker and no one's going to be able to stop him. So Batman throws him in a cell without any communication or not like a timer. It's like, it, this is going to open in like an hour. You eventually, like Jim Gordon goes rogue because you find out that Batman tells him that Oracle is working for him and that she is presumably gone because he thinks that she's gone, but she's not. So Scarecrow has Robin and Gordon and I, something I was just like, man, that whole having Robin thing was really frustrating because it's just like, yeah, he just like kind of served him up on a silver platter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really did. He just walk in there and go, oh, thanks. We'll yeah, take so him. Like, essentially for Batman to save both of them, the only thing for him to do is to essentially give himself up. And there's no mm-hmm. like, I'm going to use some type of trick like in the cape and cowl conspiracy episode of the animated series where he has like a mask under a mask it's he serves himself up the scarecrow and he takes his mask off for the world to see who is batman and the world does see it 
it's being live streamed the entire time. So everybody knows now that Bruce Wayne is back. Yeah. Which I'm actually kind of, this is where it gets weird because this is where I felt like the game ended the only way this entire series possibly could. Like it, it honestly felt like after city, this was the only way that they could have gone. And it's almost like throughout the game there's like Batman at the conclusion of the Catwoman episodes and the Nightwing section where you're tracking down the penguin where he's talking to Dick and he's like, I'm, I'm proud of you and promise me that you'll keep being a good person and keep Bloodhaven safe. And he kind of mentions a cat woman, like this is going to be like the last time that we're going to meet. Like he knows that this is the end of Batman, Like he's almost accepted it as a conclusion. Yeah. I would say that for sure. You can tell he knows he's done. Yeah. And he's going through a lot going back to the, Oh, Oh, ew. Going back to the other Jokers, you have Henry Adams, and then you have three Jokers. I just, the three Jokers thing is really what bothered me, because you <laughs> have three that you have to go take out. We didn't really talk about those battles much, because they're not really great, but the Johnny Charisma one was pretty good. That was amusing. You had to yeah. go and like deactivate the bombs as Robin while he's singing. I died so many times in that damn fight, but yes. I didn't realize, because I had done it before, and I was shocked that I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, I can move around in the background while this is going on. I do love, like, because Harley essentially is broken. Um, not to get too much into like the DLC, but you do play as Harley Quinn, and one of the cool things is like when you turn on her detective vision, like it's like insanity vision or something like you see on the in the background where it's like alone and broken and things like that. So she finds out that there's all these jokers and then there is Henry Adams who kind of seems like he's the best one. But then he recognizes that, oh, you're like to Batman that you're going to be the best of all of us and just like puts a gun to his head and blows his brains out, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> and oh my God, like that was so great because you, you have him being the Joker. Like he's, he seems like he is going to be the Joker moving forward. And then he just looks in Batman's eyes and he's just like, Oh, Oh, this is going to be special. And just boom. So cool. <laughs> like, I, I really like the way that they told that story. And then once you're there, you have going back to Scarecrow. I know we're jumping around a lot, just, That's fine. Yeah. That was kind of just the way, the only way to really do this game well. Yeah, like there's just so much going on at all times. And you have Batman strapped to a table. He gets unmasked. He's Bruce Wayne. And he's constantly getting stabbed with his fear toxin over and over again. And then you go into the mind of Batman and you have your final reckoning with the Joker. And as the Joker, you're just fucking everybody up. <laughs> and it's cool how they have the fight where it's just like you're in like crime alley and like all the jokers are just coming out and you're just like constantly fighting them and it seems like a never like a battle you just can't win no matter how hard you try and it's 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 very psychological because you're right this at a lot of times anything involving the joker does feel like something you're just never gonna win and I feel like that also reflects Batman's feelings at this point, because that's why 
I feel like this is why he's ready to give it up because he knows at this point he, he everything he does just makes it worse, escalates everything. And oh god, it gets so at the end. And again, oh. it, it sucks that it is in the DLC because I guess we'll we'll discuss it at a later time. But yeah, in the Batgirl DLC, like the Joker, because that's set before. Well, obviously, except for Arkham Asylum, because you are a Batgirl. But mm. he's constantly saying throughout the entire thing, "Is it's like Batman is getting tired, like he's getting run down. His like focus is split. Like he's getting partners, and the Joker is." honest to god worried about him it seems and that kind of feeds into like what happens is that like after this fight with the joker and you're just playing as a joker as if he had taken over as batman like you you get the batmobile and it just has a giant grin on the front and a bunch of villains come out and you're just these aren't rubber bullets or riot suppression gear you're just mowing down like 50 or 100 guys and then you're just have a gun and you're walking towards like the penguin and Riddler and they're, and you're just shooting them. It's in cold blood. There's no, I'm dragging you to Arkham or putting you in the back of the Batmobile and driving you to GCPD. It's no, you're, you're gone. Like this is it. And how crazy it would be if it actually got to that point. Like penguin is begging for his life. Riddler takes a hostage and you shoot through the hostage. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I don't care. And then two face, I think is the saddest because he doesn't even try to really fight. He's just like, well, this, this is what they can do to you. And he accepts it. <laughs> and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Fuck. It's just, it's so dark and I love it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's just, it's, mm, and the fact that it's all what's what's so masterful about all of it is that like it's not a naughty dog joint where it's uh, all cutscenes and look at our amazing performance capture. This is all done through gameplay as of what, what happens next. It turns into like a first person shooter and the Joker is walking through kind of his last days and like his funeral. There's no one there. And his greatest Joker's greatest fear is being forgotten because he thinks that he is this he's larger than life. And you're walking through like your funeral and no one's there. And then you there's like a broadcast where it's like, oh, Batman took down his greatest villain, the Riddler. And it's like, oh, does they remember that Joker guy? And it's like, oh, is that the guy who does this? And it's like, no, no, that's this other guy. Anyway, let's moving on. No one cares. And all this time, like these just Batman statues are popping up and it's almost like the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. <laughs> and they're just you're just shooting them. And then you're like, well, OK, what is what's happening? And then more you just turn around. There's more and more and more until Batman just like jumps out and gets you. And he basically just he reasserts control of himself at this point. And this is where you start playing as Batman now, just beating the hell out of the Joker until you eventually lock him away. Like you put him in an Arkham type cell. You basically got to throw him in there. You beat the hell out of him until he actually goes into the cell. And then you just kind of push him away to the back recesses of your mind. So in effect, it's like locking something away in your sub subconscious. And what's really cr- well, for one, 
I'll just say for the record that I'm horribly claustrophobic. So essentially living the remainder of your days, whether you're alive or subconscious and something that small just completely and utterly terrifies me. But just like the Joker knows and he's just like pleading like you need me and like don't do this to me. And like it's almost sad. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. And it's, you know, sad or not, it's definitely not an easy thing to watch like that. That sequence is it's rough. It's rough to play through. It's like not in a bad way. It's it takes a lot out of you emotionally. Yes. And once you've effectively locked Joker away, well, now it's time to free yourself from the scarecrow. And who comes along to save the day? Somebody else better say it because I'm too pissed. Wasn't it Gordon? No, it's because uh, you're in you. You give yourself up and you're put into a car and Alfred's like, I'm not going to be able to follow you. And he says something to the effect of, oh, I know someone's following me, which I, I get it because you kind of see the redemption. But I don't think it's exactly earned because it's such a quick turn because Jason Todd has been felt like he's been slighted for so long. And then suddenly he is your savior. I forgot that he saves you in this. Yeah, because he essentially says to Alfred, like, I know someone's following me. And he shows up and he kind of has, like, the red bat kind of, like, painted on his chest. And he has, like, the... Because you you essentially punch the Arkham Knight face off of him. <laughs> and, like, the kind of red hood sub-mask pops down during the final encounter. And, like, he shows up as the one who saves you. Oh. <laughs> I can tell you don't agree with this. It didn't feel earned. It yeah, really... I agree. It was too... If there was like a little bit more where you almost like sat down with him after that fight, because Batman does seem remorseful, where he's like, I look for you, I thought you were dead. But throughout this game, it's, it seems like Batman's word is not really worth that much, even with everything that's happening, because he just is always like, I know better to everyone, which I guess is... A defining character of Batman, which I I don't like when Batman is like that. It's not a character I want to read. And I love when he gets his comeuppance, like in Court of the Owls, where it's like, oh, no, I know what I'm doing. And then he essentially nearly goes mad. And like one of my favorite issues where you constantly have to like keep turning the comic around. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. I wonder if Gotham Knights is going to be able to get any of that into the game. I don't know, Nightwing has a Fortnite glider, so probably not. Yeah, Court of Owls is one of those things (laughs) that, when handled correctly, is so good. Like the comic run, when handled incorrectly, eh, you're going to get the Gotham Knights game, you're going to get the Gotham Knights show, and you're likely going to get the second Batman movie from Matt Reeves. I'm not going to dismiss Gotham Knights. I I trust W. I'm not sure who's writing... Gotham Knights, but WB Games Montreal, like I really like Arkham Origins and the Batgirl DLC. They haven't, it's shocking that these companies haven't shipped anything for a generation. Like WB Games Montreal's only game was Arkham Origins, which was released on the 360 in 2013. So they missed out on the entire PlayStation 4, Xbox One era. Like, Gotham Knights is canceled for those systems. So, 
you see so much closures and layoffs in the video game industry. So it's kind of shocking that a studio can stay around for that long without shipping anything. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get something from them. I think there was a lot of trying. I think it wasn't for a lack of trying. I think it was a lot of start and stop projects. Hmm. Plus, I think WB is being really careful because so many stuff they do doesn't work as well as they expect or hope. So that probably plays a part in it, I feel. I don't know. They got, they published The Witcher 3 and like the Mortal Kombat series has been killing it. The Injustice series has been killing it. So like their quality bars are pretty high. Okay, and I got nothing. Then. Uh, the only character we haven't talked about yet, we haven't really mentioned Harley Quinn in this game too much. I guess there's not a whole lot to say, but... No, no, not really. It's really just that one mission where, like, she finds out that there are Jokers and she essentially tries to essentially free them because she wants, like, Joker back. Because it, it's kind of weird to go back to this because so much Harley Quinn media, like, between, like, the recent movies and the awesome animated series has been her being her own character and not just a sidekick to the Joker who is willing to take all this abuse. So it's kind of weird going back to this game where it's still her pining over him. And this was only like eight years ago. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know it does. It feels super weird and honestly kind of icky, but you know, we really don't need to bring that up again. Yeah. We, we've kind of did it in other episodes. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we get there a lot. But I don't know. Harley Quinn just honestly in this game feels like a non-entity. She doesn't need to be here. They felt like they just yeah. shoved her in just to have her in. Well, Harley Quinn was, a, she forever is a fan favorite bankable character. Like in the debut trailer for this game uh, or one of the trailers is I remember watching a show. I think it was like Easy Allies where they hate how they have really good trailers and then they're immediately undermined with pre-order now to play as whatever. And that was Harley Quinn. It was like pre-order now to play as Harley Quinn was the selling point of this game. But what you get to play as Harley Quinn is like 35 minutes. So <laughs> we'll save that for the other, for the yeah. mini we're going to do. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't great. Like you go to a spirit <laughs> Halloween, how many daddy's little monsters costumes or shirts are you seeing? Like a lot. Uh, <laughs> that was funny though but like i don't know it just it bummed me out because you know now nowadays you know we know that harley quinn has so much potential and harley's always felt wasted in the arkham series of video games well knowing that- again it's kind of going back to rocksteady doesn't know what to do with female characters which is like yeah. her and poison ivy and catwoman are like literal eye candy through this entire series. Oh, and you know, bad girl too. And the bad girl you know, outfit is surprisingly respectful. I will give them. Well, it's just like the outfit is just Oracle's purpose in this game is to just, Hey, I'm back up. And when you're gone, is that lack of backup helping you? No, you have Alfred. Like you're not hindered by my absence at all. But I do I'm like just uh, she does get a moment where like there's a there's a big swarm of tanks coming to GCPD and she is like, oh, I found a back door into them and I can help you. So she does get to do something. Yeah, but like ever so slightly. Be- 
Yeah, by that point, you know how to effectively take down tanks. (laughs) I don't know. It just, I have feelings about the way not only video games, but comics in general, and especially animated movies. (laughs) Yeah, that's something I can almost get into because I have a friend of a friend who's kind of champion, championing as they should, as every place should be. Every place should be accessible to everyone. And I like that it's it's cool that Barbara Gordon is someone who is a wheelchair user who is still helpful. But I also despise the fact that that's like in the same way that Gwen Stacy is defined by her death. Barbara Gordon is defined by this kind of out of date story. And then just to make her Batgirl again is almost kind of a problematic thing because most people and again I don't want to speak on behalf of people so maybe there is something there where it's just like oh I wish I could also become get my ability to walk again but then it's also just like yeah I'm an able-bodied white male uh, I don't want to speak on maybe I've just spoken too much <laughs> or like they're just trying to say that like it's weird that she's defined by this thing and then she and now it's just like she is Batgirl again for a new generation. They actually handed her like I won't give much credit to the Titans TV series, but there is they do do a really bad role. You think Red Hood's bad in this? You should watch Titans. But they do have Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair, and the actress learned how to fight in it, and it's really impressive to watch how she trained for it. Okay, that somewhat sounds interesting. Surprisingly, damn it! Now I gotta watch pick up where I left off on Titans. I watched the first episode and turned it off. So I made it to season three. They've just introduced Scarecrow, and that wasn't enough to keep me going. Not surprising. <sighs> oh, it's uh, really bad. Hear, Sarah Scar- Scarecrow. Okay. He's like a it's stoner. It's weird. Because <laughs> like other people have told me, like, oh, this Scarecrow is great. You should watch it. I know how you feel about Scarecrow. So I don't know if it gets better. Do you love your uh, Scarecrow who loves to get bombed out on Mad Kush? Okay, see, this Scarecrow is how I love my Scarecrow in Arkham Knight. I want you this Scarecrow. Like <laughs> I gotta do it to see, I guess, wheelchair fighting? Yeah, you probably watch that so, on YouTube. You can find it somewhere. I can't. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do it. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm assuming for the ending ending, as I did just as a refresher throughout the past however long we've been talking, I'm assuming we all just watch it on YouTube because there's no yeah, way we're doing none of us. I mean, stuff. I also agree with you. I don't like how they lock it behind having to do everything with all the Riddler trophy because that's just too much. I mean, I did all the Riddler stuff up to that point. Like I, I did the stuff where you go and you do the you do the stuff to get Catwoman. You do the fights, do the puzzles. All that was fine. Where you start to fight the Mac, and then he goes away. But the fact that you have to do everything to get him is just too much. It's a lot to expect it's from entire- people because you're essentially forcing people to do stuff that, and I'm assuming they must have data from trophies and achievements collected from Arkham Asylum and city and origins to see exactly how many people actually got all of this stuff that they were willing to lock the true ending behind having to do what amounts to side content and it wouldn't be so bad if there wasn't so much of it exactly now we're getting some of it (laughs) really 
like it's some of it's just like you have to scan stuff that's fine some of it's like cool little puzzles that's okay but i remember when i first played this like i got to like a riddler thing and there's just six numbers painted somewhere and what you have to do is go to your map find out where those coordinates are go there and then go back in a very short amount of time and that stuff is just too much and the fact that like this game has not only has the so arkham city was one area and arkham origins was a little bit bigger but now this is three whole islands and not only that but there's interiors like the the movie studio where the jokers are there is a one of the cooler levels, I guess we never really talked about, is like you're in a blimp and you kind of hack stations and kind of yeah, we make stuff slide around, which is really fun. But like there's that, and then there's like the underground stuff, and all of it has Riddler stuff. So it's not just like, okay, I can go around the open world. Like there's even Riddler trophies in the GCPD. Like there's stuff to solve in there. And it's really mm-hmm. excessive. And I get that, like, what they're going for from a story perspective of like, oh, I have to get rid of everyone, but maybe they could have had him like catch Riddler. And then it's just like, well, all my stuff is out there. So go handle it. Like, I don't need to fight Riddler in a big, stupid matrix revolutions mech thing. (laughs) Was it get away from my woman? You bitch. (laughs) That's all I was thinking. Reminded me of aliens. Yeah, I wanted. I didn't even look it up. I I didn't care enough. I was just like, eh. the fact that I'll never see. I'm like, I don't care. It's just too much. Well, the I, I do. Is, I do disagree. I don't like the fact that you have to do everything to activate the real ending. I think that's stupid. And the ending is fascinating no. because it it kind of sets up more, but also like doesn't. Well, it shows Wayne Manor being blown up. And everyone knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. And then they, I guess Bruce Wayne is dead. People don't believe in Batman anymore. And all of a sudden you see like a, a weird, like demon bat thing, scare people who are mugging someone. Can you see a pearl necklace fall too? Which I thought I can right away. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it's all like, well, the myth of Batman is gone, but then it's just like, well, if they found out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and then all these other people are there, it's like, it's easy to connect like one of the, the best episodes of, Batman the animated series when they brought it back on Kids WB and it's a Scarecrow episode where Batgirl quote unquote dies kind of like in this Uh, and then Commissioner Gordon basically finds out like well if Bruce Wayne is Batman then this guy must be Nightwing and I can go get everyone so not only is like the myth of Batman gone but you know people can kind of put two and two together and find out that Dick Grayson is Nightwing so he isn't safe so like Bruce Wayne may or may not have faked his own death. And then you kind of see like, is it just, is it a manifestation of people still thinking that Batman is out there or is it someone who's taken over the mantle of Batman? Because that's what I'm I have thought. Because in justice league or suicide squad, which should be out next year, because Gotham it's it's weird because Gotham Knights is set up as Batman is dead. So it kind of is what happens here. But then it's a reboot of the it's a whole new thing. But then Suicide Squad is a sequel to Arkham Knight. And in one of the trailers, you see a Batmobile 
so is there going to be a new Batman or is Bruce Wayne going to still be Batman? Well, here's the thing. At the end of the game, Batman activates what is called the Nightfall Protocol. And there's a code word to activate the Nightfall Protocol. Did anybody clock what that was? I missed it. Uh, The code word to activate the Nightfall Protocol is Martha. So there was a point of me that was just furious and also laughing hysterically when I saw that. But the Nightfall Protocol is never really explained in the game. However, if you go and remember the Nightfall story arc of the comics, that is where Bane breaks Batman's back. Yes. And then there's a new Batman that takes over. Uh, Batman, who is, uh, God, what was his name? Jean-Paul Valley? Yes. I believe. Which is weird, because uh, wasn't is... he Asriel, but this Asriel is not Jean-Paul Valley? Correct. This Asriel is not Jean-Paul Valley, which is ridiculous to me. But I believe that the Batman that we see at the end of the game is this new Asriel taking over the mantle because if you go through all of the missions uh, that are the um what is it heir to the cowl yeah where you just basically do the uh, fights without getting hit yeah oh you didn't and, talk about those yet <laughs> well, we kind of went past them because they don't really mean anything unless for the you end. do the and like as Azrael you're trying to convince Batman that you're ready to take over for him and you do as long as you complete the game right there's a couple different options after you complete those batman goes to the clock tower and Azrael finds him and uh then you are given the option to walk away after being told that the order is betraying you as you find out that been he's you. been mind controlled to think that he's part of this holy warrior sect, but it's just like, you're just being mind-controlled. Yeah. I thought and that was cool, you, It's interesting, but if you, you have three choices, you can either just leave the clock tower, or you can pick up the sword and break the sword, and that also gives you the same thing, or you can attempt to kill Batman. Oh, I didn't think you would just leave. I didn't know you could leave either. I... I broke the sword. Yeah, me too. You don't have to break the sword. You can just take the elevator. That's cool. And you get the same, you get the same Batman. Oh, you passed. I'll be in touch. Then I just leave. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, you don't, you don't have to use this, pick up the sword of sin. You can just walk out. But if you try to kill Batman, you get thrown into the prison. And if you don't kill Batman, he just lets you leave. And if you leave, and you get all the Riddler trophies. I assumed that that is Azrael taking over as Batman like he did in the Nightfall comics, where he became the darker Batman. And Batman even says in this, they need something bigger than me. They need something darker. So all of those things together make me think that this Azrael is the new Batman now. Well, I guess we'll see in 2023 when Suicide Squad comes out. Yeah, because they're going to have I mean, I feel like they have to have Batman in that game. Well, I mean, the trailer already has the Batmobile, and Harley Quinn has some weird Batman-esque tech, so, like, I guess that's going to be, like, one of the cards they're holding close to their chest, because Batman's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
All right, any last things you guys still want to say about Arkham Knight before we go on to questions, comments, and memories? I think we covered most things at this point. Yeah. I, I really like, like the Batmobile. I, I really like using it as as something where we never really got into the mechanics. Like, I like using it to dangle off things to kind of offset weights. Oh, yeah. That's I really it. Like, I really liked the puzzle aspects of sometimes it's like you have to activate an elevator and, like, one of the Riddler challenges, you kind of have to, like, dangle down and kind of move sideways to move the grates in the correct order to then boost out and fly. So they like it's more of a traversal tool and a tank thing. I mechanically I like using it for those sections. That's why I kind of brought in Metroid Prime 3 because they actually give Samus Samus's ship something to do and it reminded me a lot of that. I can concur with that. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Oh, and then what I do... Oh, yeah, so then we'll go on to questions, comments, and memories. I'm a little all over the place tonight. <laughs> and from... I watched the entire Overlord replay. I did get a few, so I'm going to read some of them. And from Brent and Johnson, never had a single negative thing to say about all the Batmobile stuff. You're driving the freaking Batmobile. Other than that, I still think the look and design of Gotham City in this game is stunning. To this day, the level of detail of its rain-slick streets and neon-lit skyline and storefronts look astoundingly good. It makes the Gotham show... Gotham shown off in the Gotham Night trailer looks like garbage and is over seven years old. I disagree. I, I, I think the trailer is good for Gotham Knights, right? Yeah, I I could do without all the rain for a change. Like, I, I love in Lego Batman 2, they actually make a joke about it. Like, they have a Vicky Bale news broadcast, and he's like, well, it's our so many hundredth day, and it's still raining here in Gotham City. So it's nice to see, like, a different weather pattern for a change. <laughs> okay. And from Jeff Ticho, yeah, it was fantastic, but exactly what everyone else said. Too many side quests, too much Battle Tank Batmobile. It reeked with a WB difficulty spike. Remember the Deathstroke fight from Origins? But it was still a great game. I mean, the minority in this group that liked City over everything else, that one I actually felt like Batman. Night was too much hype for not enough payoff. Asylum was phenomenal, but short, and Origins beat a dead horse when they had an opportunity to inject some new blood into the series. In Night, I love the Professor Pig and Deacon Blackfire hunt missions. I don't know if it's a controversial opinion to say city is the best. I think that's a pretty no, big fan favorite. Yeah. I mean, I think controversial. I keep saying our origin is, is the best. I mean, that's definitely like, I, yeah, <laughs> I get a lot of that. I hear a lot of that lately. So I like origins. Yeah, me too. I think it's a good game. And from doll Shaw over did the Batmobile otherwise still an excellent game. The most fun to play out of the three, in my opinion, there's four, there's five technically, but <laughs> graphically uh, is still one of the best looking games ever. It's five games. I mean, I understand if you overlook Blackgate, but you can't overlook Origins. I get irritated if people overlook Origins so much in this series. And this game constantly <laughs> references Origins. I know, it's just, I don't get why so many people overlook it. It's because it, it was essentially a, what will keep the franchise relevant between, I think about, like, so Call of Duty 2 launched on the Xbox 360 and it was a big deal. Uh, and then a year later, they had Call of Duty 3. This is before Call of Duty turned into what it is now. Yeah. And people essentially were like, oh, this is just like, because this was like the Treyarch one. It's like, oh, this is the off year one. And that's what Arkham Origin was to a lot of people. And that's why I thought they were going for that Ubisoft Activision annualization route. But I still were like... It is a lot of recycled stuff, and it, it was, like, on creaky tech at that point, which is why I wish they just go back and remastered a damn thing. Like, what do you Yeah, that about? also bugs me that it was never re-released, because it, 
It deserved to be remastered, like they did like, with Arkham Asylum. It's sitting City. there. Just make some money. Put it out at Christmas. Like, put it for cheap. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and from Joe Butler, friend of the show, and also frequent guest of the show, uh, I want to replay this again. Love the game. The only downside is the awful Jason Todd reveal that spoiled continuously throughout the game and with GameStop's Red Hood DLC bonus. At least with this game, I got a few good Jason Todd statues and a shirt. Still wish they went through with the Damian Wayne sequel with the main villain being Two-Faced third personality, the judge. I'm sure they would have stuck the Joker in somehow. Was there supposed to be another? There was supposed to be a sequel to this? There was lots of rumors over the years about what the next Batman game was going to be. And there was, I know it's known Jason Schreier or someone confirmed that, that there was potentially going to be a game where you were like Damian Wayne or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, that's just the first I heard of it. Now, I remember hearing something about it, and even then, I was like, fucking Damian Wayne. <laughs> you like Damian Wayne? What are you talking about? Nope. You talked all about your love for Damian Wayne in Son of Batman review that has not dropped yet <laughs> at the time that you're hearing this. <laughs> Just wait, there will be more. All right, from Quentin Crow, overstuffed and with a very weak payoff for the main villain. But overall, it's still an excellent Arkham game. I know many people criticize the overuse of the Batmobile. Who ever thought there could be too much of Batmobile, but I thought it was cool. Great design and gameplay features, and the secret ending was pulled off pretty well, too. And from William Isery, one of the first games that looked next-gen to me at the time. Graphically, I think it still holds up pretty damn well. The game itself is a little overly bloated for my taste, but I can't deny it feels the best to play out of the series. Okay, I like that. And from the official Laser Time community. I'll start with Andy Bush. It's honestly a solid game, at least 80-90% of the time, but it paled in, in a lot of comparison to Arkham City. And the performance problems on PC really stood out, but since they patched it with some good room to evaluate, it's pretty darn good. I played this on PC, I had no issue. So, I, I mean, I know it's patched now, but it's, there's nothing wrong with PC now. I recommend it. Oh, we never really said, but we all play different versions of this. I played PC. Ken, you played PS4? Yep, that's correct. And then Blair played Xbox. I think that was kind of funny we did that. Yeah, I played Xbox Series X via Game Pass, and I still think I had a few crashes at points. Like a few times where I had to reset the game. Oh, I know in one of the DLC chapters I was doing yesterday, my controller randomly stopped working, which made me worry. But I think it was just a bug or a glitch or something. Okay, I did have an issue uh, during one of the Two Face bank heists. (laughs) Somebody just disappeared and it wouldn't let me progress because I still had people that I had to take out. I I think that might have happened to me, too, actually. All right, and then from Mark Kalzer, a good game hampered by a Batmobile mechanic. They never quite figured out, but were clearly too all-in to pull out of. And from Brian Lang and Walter, really good except for the Batmobile stuff. Also, it really needs a visual upgrade for consoles. Okay. It looks fine on consoles. I agree. And I think there's a there was a... Because I know there was rumors earlier this year that this... Uh, like Arkham Knight Origins and Asylum might be coming to Switch, but nothing is. Wow. I mean, that's conjecture. Oh. Well, I mean, if you get Doom Eternal running on Switch, oh, yeah, you can run it, but I mean, that would be cool, though. I mean, hell, we ran Arkham City on the Wii U, so it shouldn't be an issue. But I, I think it was part of the NVIDIA leak that there was something about an Arkham Origins remaster? Or no, Arkham Knight remaster, because someone brought that up to me recently, because most of the stuff from the NVIDIA leak has proven to be true. Mm hmm. But I hope no, that isn't can... a thing. I think that's a waste of resources to remaster this. When it's on Game Pass and PlayStation's, even the lowest tier, you get this game for free. In air quotes. <laughs> I mean, hell, they remade. I mean, they did, doing a remake of Last of Us. They did a remaster of Last of Us. You know, fucking Last of Us. 
So, yeah, I could see it happening. And from, here's a good one, from Matt O. And here I am in my island alone, thinking the tank combat wasn't bad. The Deathstroke fight did get monotonous, but man, did I love racing around Gotham. To me, with the infinite amount of Riddler trophies that bogged the game down, the only Arkham game where I folded and just watched the Riddler showdown online. I absolutely adored the story and really dug the different fighting styles of different characters. That we're not going into until we do our mini about the DLC. Since mm-hmm. they're mostly DLC. Uh, from Joseph Story, I remember having a great time with this game back then. Even the Batmobile slash tank savings were enjoyable for me. I would have been it would have been the first Arkham game I completed 100 percent wasn't for all those damn Riddler trophies. Oh well, 96% is still an A. I love to see an update for the newer consoles. Get that a lot. And let's see here mm. from Michael D. I disliked it. Went to revisit during quarantine and finally got the platinum. It was fun, but the Batmobile tank battles and lack of unique boss fights killed the game for me. Right. And from Nick Turner, I played this game a year or two late with all the DLC and had a blast. For me, the worst part was the Riddler racers with the Batmobile. The rest of the Batmobile stuff was fine. I, I love those races, but I can understand because they get, they get hard. And last one from this group, Mike Bull. I just started playing it and totally get the criticism over the use of the Batmobile, but I'm still having fun. And last one from the Giant Bomb group. I got a few uh, from Richard Dunhallett. Ooh, this is interesting. I really didn't like it when it came out. Too much Batmobile. Almost no hang about the rafters, stealth sections, dumb bosses. Interesting to hear someone give it a second chance. Maybe I should, too. Need something to play. You 100% should. Because I, I hated this game when I played it back when it came out, and I loved it for this show. So, yeah, play it. <laughs> and let's see what else I got from Alex Ometo. It's the best one of the series, and I will die on that hill. The ultimate Batman simulator. Any comments for that one? I'm looking at the poster, and it says, be the Batman. So I don't know what else <laughs> you were doing in the other three. And, for better or worse, you do Batman the hell out of the Batman. Like, it has its issues. But, yeah, I mean, this really is, if you want to be the Batman, this is the Batman to be in video game form. Yeah. And from Adonis Table, why no Riddler trophies? I mentioned I didn't go for all the Riddler stuff because I just, I can't. <laughs> Anyone who listens to me in the show will know I can only play a game for so long before I, I break. And I have to move on. One, because I have a schedule that says, excuse me, sir, excuse me, you need to beat, you need to be 52 games and more this year. So I don't have a choice. Also, I, I just can't. Even if I didn't have the podcast, I, I couldn't. I can't do stuff like that anymore. I, in Arkham Asylum, I went for everything, and all I missed were a couple of Joker teeth. I just, that that mic is long gone, so. Well, Arkham Asylum is doable, and then you, the Riddler just like, aha, the, my greatest Riddler is my map that tells you the answers. <laughs> so it's just like going to the place and finding the thing. I liked it when it was Riddles in the first game. I don't like having to do stupid stuff to grab trophies. Yeah. That bothers me a lot. Agreed. All right, I'm just going to read a few more. Uh, from Tarango Viz, same. I didn't like it when it came out and stopped playing it. Randomly restarted this year and loved it. I'm glad to hear that. And let's see. Okay, I'm going to read a couple more from Andrew Cole. I bought a PS4 for this game on my birthday because the PC version was so busted at launch. Funnily enough, my friend messaged me saying she wanted to get the game for her brother's birthday and asked me if it was good. I told her I was hearing good things, but hadn't played it myself. A week or two later at my birthday party, she hands me a gift and it's Arkham Knight. I was surprised because I just bought it for myself earlier that week, and when she had asked me about it, I didn't have a PS4 or plans to buy one yet. I ended up trading in at GameStop to get Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> I just find that funny. I wanted to read that. And from David Cleveland, great game, but some of those Batmobile tank parts could have been cutscenes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can I can agree with that. I mean, I I did like the battle stuff, but I can completely agree with that. I mean, there were enough cutscenes, so like, I don't <laughs> yes, think there we were more. Agreed. 
All right, so that brings us to Shelf Stacker Box. And Blair, do you want to go first? Oh, I was hoping I was going to have a little more time to mull this over. Oh, I can, sure. I can go first. No, that's okay. okay. I'll say Shelf. I was going to say Stack, but I mean, I would not be proven a liar because in 2015, I listed this as comic book video games game of the year. Although I think <laughs> that being said, there wasn't much competition. Although like the dimensions might have been out that year and that game is great. I wouldn't replay this that often. And even then there's certain because I've, I've tried to replay this and I get to a certain point and I do lose steam, but I did enjoy playing this again for the show. And I mean, the barrier entry to get it now is so low. It being on game pass and it being as part of PlayStation's even lowest tier subscription service. It's not perfect, but I don't think it deserves the vitriol that it gets. Um, and there's enough good in here to recommend, although I don't think it's something that you're going to constantly be returning to very often, like at a city or an asylum or even an Origins. Because, I mean, for me, Origins is like it's a Christmas game I played every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas game. All right. And what about you, Ken? I am firmly in the stack category for this one. Shocking, I know. <laughs> but look, the story for this game is good. If you just make Arkham Knight Red Hood, it would have been fine. The way you get through the story, though, there's just so much shit. This is just, it's been a Herculean task <laughs> to get this game. Once I'm done with it again this time, that's it. I'm never going to play it again, almost positively. It's so much. And that's all right, though. That's There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Stack. Okay. And I'm going to, I'll go last. I'm going to put this on the shelf. I came into this game expecting like, oh, okay, I'm going to get through this slog. And then I just had a blast. And I really loved it. Like, I couldn't believe how much fun the Batmobile was. I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed everything in this game. And I couldn't, like, I beat the game. I did everything but the DLC. I put it down. I said, okay, I'm not going to play the DLC till later because we're going to record eventually. And then within like two days, I picked back up and had to play more. Like I just couldn't. I I fell in love with this game more. It's a lot of it was, as I said, at the top of the show. It was a game that came at the perfect time for me. It came when I was unemployed and I was depressed and angry and irritated. And there's nothing like being an angry gamer and sitting there playing a Batman game, beating the shit out of everybody. Like it's just perfect, and it it just worked. But for me, I had an amazing time. So I was going on the shelf, and I'm so glad I had a great time playing this game. All right. Well, I mean, it's an interesting. I should introduce what we're talking about next week. Next week is going to be a game that I have actually never beaten until for the show. Spyro the Dragon. So we're talking about the first Spyro next week. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. And Blair, where can people find you at? You can find me. I'm mostly active on social media on Twitter at Blaircade. You can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com. If you're listening to many of these episodes, you might hear about my saga playing through DC League of Super Pets. So by the time <laughs> this episode goes up, I should have what will probably be one of the only reviews of that game. And it will probably take longer to write than it did to finish it. <laughs> it's also an easy thousand achievement points if that's something you still care about. It was something I cared about at one time. A lot. Not anymore, though. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, well, one, we do have a Patreon. Please go vote in our Patreon. Little's a dollar. You can vote. And we do have polls each month. Uh, the current poll, which is should which still be going, but almost done at the point that you're hearing this, 
is for you get to choose what Marvel or DC movie we're going to cover. There's Sang Chi, Blade Trinity, Sazam, and Aquaman. So just for a little star, you get to go vote in there. So please do that. It makes me very happy. You'll see a link in the show notes for that. And if you want to hear more Batman, because we got Batman. We got a lot of Batman. Batman Year One, Film 30. Batman Arkham Origin DLC, Cold Cold Heart, Mini 19. Batman Under the Red Hood, Film 28. Batman War of Jokes and Riddles, Comic 35. Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, Episode 159. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, Film 23. Batman Court of Owls, Comic 33. Batman Haunted Night, Comic 32. Batman Arkham Origins, one thirty Episode 139. Batman Massive Phantasm, Film 18. Batman Arkham City DLC, Harley Quinn's Revenge, Mini 13. Batman Arkham City, Episode 118. Batman Arkham City Comic, 24. Batman the Killing Joke, Comic 22. Batman Arkham Asylum, Episode 97. Batman the Long Halloween, Comic 17. Batman Death of the Family, Comic 8. Batman Hush, Comic 3. And Batman for Genesis, Episode 3. You know what joke I forgot to make this whole time? I was going to say, Ken, too. Wasn't this a long Halloween he had today? This whole takes place in one day. Uh, oh, yeah, this is. I yeah, meant to make that joke at some point during this episode. I completely forgot. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> probably better that she didn't, though, because that would have just reminded people, hey, there's other better Batman stories you can go read right now instead of playing this game. <laughs> and by the time you hear me? this, Batman Assault in Arkham is also going to be up. So definitely go listen to that. And you have you. And then we are going to be doing at. I don't know when it will be released. I, I kind of know when we're going to be recorded, but I don't know when we're going to. There will be a Batman Arkham Knight DLC where we talk about all the DLC in a mini episode. So. That will wrap. That's why we didn't mention Season of Infamy or any of that, in case you're wondering. Because this is already almost three hours, and I didn't yet. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll just make that something separate. Where I'm not, where we're not all burned out and tired of Batman. So, oh, and, oh, and please follow some fake on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fear. You can follow her on TikTok, link in the show notes. And give a shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who did the MCU Roundup with me and started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40, where he interviews people and talks about how games have affected their, their life. So definitely go check him out. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time you put up your game. My mom found signal. Bye, everybody. Bye. So long. <laughs> <laughs>